Sounds good. Yeah. Back to Full Profits Podcast. We are about to talk clean breaks. Another episode about boxing. My oh, co-host yeah. today is my man's and them. Cesar. Introduce yourself, bro. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm uh <clears throat> I'm just a boxing head, man. My name is Caesar. Boxing head been watching boxing for a minute, you know, for a long time actually. Uh I just love the sport, man. If if I follow any sport more, it would probably be boxing more than any other sport. You know, mm. I follow a little bit more than than the all of you know what I mean? Okay. And so yeah, I love the sport, man, since a little kid. I'm gonna ask you this question because I did an episode on it already, but I didn't get your take on it. All right. Name your top five Mexican boxers of all time. Who? Uh, any specific order or the, the order does not matter. Just give me your five. The motherfuckers that you know that if you got into a brawl or if they were if they if a fight came up right now, you know they were ready to get down. Shit. Barrera, Morales. Two. Right? That's, that's two. Uh, El Campeon, Julio Cesar Chavez. <laughs> Juan Manuel Marquez. Yes, sir. And the last one, man, I got to throw him just because you just got to see his old fights. It's Salvador Sanchez. Salvador Sanchez. You just got to see him fight a little bit. He doesn't have a lot of the pizzazz. But what? yes, you do. You, 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 like, yeah, you do. Like, I'm trying to like. Mm, I guess that fight, that fight, Mexico versus Puerto Rico, when it was Ooh. him versus uh, Wilfredo Gomez, that was beautiful, man. The way he was moving, and Gomez tried to come out and, and overpower him. Sal was just like, "I'm not having that shit, bro. I'm not having you, that." You know, Mike Tyson said in one of his podcasts, Mike Tyson said something very interesting. He said that Salvador Sanchez will get up. He would, like, if you were a fucking savage, he will come in there and just try to dog you down. Yeah. That was him. So if you look at earlier his career, you know, yeah, he, you know, he's he got through some scrubs, but he looks vulnerable. But when you get him with a another heavy hitter, man, yeah. that motherfucker showed up. He will rise to the level of competition. I think that's what Mike, yes, Mike Tyson has yes, said. Yes, yes. But but yes. I, I like Sal Salvador Sanchez because no matter what, man, he gave you a good fight when he fought. Was his Danny Boy Garcia or some shit like that? I might have uh, Danny Danny Lopez or something. Um, excuse me for butchering the name if I got it wrong. But he fought that guy twice, and in both fights, Salvador took his time breaking this dude down. He just wow. took his time. And I sat there, I was like, why don't he just run this dude down? And it was just like, he was waiting for this dude to shoot his load or show him enough to say that, okay, he's not going to be a threat. And then like, I think it was like round, round, around, round nine or 10, Danny Lopez got too fucking close. And I don't, I th- I don't even think he knew, he knew he was in uh, Salvador's wheelhouse. And he threw off like a, a three or four punch combo. And, and you just heard it was like, boosh, 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 boosh. And I was like, God damn it, man. And and after that, that was the, that was the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? And after that, he just came yeah, on strong and he got him out of there. Uh, so I, I love Salvador. So another person who I, I like uh, that people don't talk about is Ricardo Lopez. Ricardo Lopez. I think he was like I've a heard of the name, man, for sure. 
Yeah, he had to be a little guy. Yeah. Had to be a little guy. It was like a flyweight. He had 51 fights and he only had one draw and he won every other fight. All them fights. He won 50. Out of the 51, he won 50 and he had one draw. That was a bad motherfucker, man. You know, a lot of the little flyweights don't get a lot of uh, a lot of eyes on them, man. They don't. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of sad. But the 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 one thing that I can say about the little flyweight divisions or the little, you know, the smaller guys. Yeah. Everybody fights each other. Everyone truly does. You know, everyone really does fight each other down there. That's the that's the one thing that's different once you get to the upper, you know, levels, you know. And levels, I mean, in weight, not necessarily, um, you know, skill set. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So that's the one thing that I have. Currently, a little guy I like is Juan Francisco Estrada. I hope I said his name right. Um, Yes. I like like Juan. Juan, Juan's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He's a very good boxer and counterpuncher. And the thing about Juan is with any boxer, but I just like him specifically. If you beat him the first time, don't rematch him because the second time he got your number. He got your number the second time. <laughs> it's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he he done saw it all. He done saw it all. So the next time that you you guys fight, he's already figured out all that all that shit. You know, it's you know crazy, I mean? right? Like, like I, I don't know if uh, like sometimes you know, you know, I've I've never boxed professionally. I've boxed in the gym. I've mm-hmm. sparred just in the gym. Um, but one thing I realized is once you're there and, and you get hit for the first fucking time with a headgear, bro, every motherfucker you see on TV, your respect just fucking goes through the roof. Because you yeah, know how hard it is just to even survive one round. Like, yeah. it ain't even like, man, like I... It sounds like I probably exaggerated, but until you lace up, bro, you could throw 50 punches and you could be dead gassed. These dudes are professional, supreme athletes throwing a thousand punches, man. And that's um, that's one of the things that I end up loving so much about this sport, you know? Probably more because I, I did a little bit of it, you know, growing yeah. up and then a little bit as I got older. Yeah. But um, it's a different type of beast. Um, I think at the amateur levels, you know, seeing like all the local gyms, um, it is a little bit different. I think it's a harder sport, man, to to get into um, for these kids to become, you know, seen. You know, mm-hmm. locally they're seen around here in the in the local area. But I wish there would be more, you know, more eyes on this sport to help a lot of these kids, man. They're in bad places, and this is their only way to get out. You know. Yeah, and, and I think, but I also think that comes now. from more support for the programs like the city or the state giving more funding to these programs right so we can see more of these guys fighting you know wherever they are in the city wherever they stay uh we just need more we need more funds put into boxing and not not to say that boxing is the best thing for everybody but no for those who know that they you know this is their way like we should be somewhat supportive of that it's a it's a brutal sport uh but even if you don't become professional with it it is a, a sport where you can learn discipline and you can learn to defend yourself too you know Most I, I love boxing yeah boxing was boxing was like my first love man and i did the, i did the amateur program um i was okay 
you know, I did decent with that. But um, I've always, for me to think about boxing that people don't understand, which is why some of my predictions are usually so good is the thing when you're looking at a, a boxer and you're looking at the, the lad, their last five fights, you're looking at a person who's willing to sacrifice themselves for, for a win or to embarrass yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we look at these guys and we talk about guys that are boxing or if you're doing MMA, we're talking about men, gentlemen, guys from the street or wherever they, if they come from a good background, we're talking about men who are willing to risk their life to get a win just for a win just for a win and I, I don't think people understand that so there are certain intangibles when you're looking at fighters uh you're looking at them and most people don't see it but you're looking at a person and they're showing you their will and determination to overcome and that the, the other part of that comes from them overcoming obstacles in everyday life poverty uh, uh living in the ghetto not having much growing up uh, in, in rural areas where, you know, they live in shacks or wherever it is that they may stay a- around the world. But it's a beautiful thing when you see a person, you know, they, they're taking their aggression and they're putting it to an art or, 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 or a pugilistic sport such as boxing or MMA. Um, I, I loved it, man. I remember growing up, I used to get in fights a lot um, and I got turned on to boxing because uh I was always in some shit, you know, I was always in some <laughs> right, shit. Right, right, right. Like, always in some shit, bro. Um, and, and, and then someone said, yo, we recommend boxing for this guy or he gonna end up in jail or dead. You know what I mean? So um, I salute everybody out there who, who, who box. But taking that punch, you know what? The, the, the first punch I caught in an actual boxing setting didn't bother me. It was a combination that did it for me because I was stunned. I didn't know it. Mm. I was stunned. I was like, what the fuck was that? It was three. Oh, it was a three punch combo. I remember because I yeah, because I threw a punch being tired and I didn't get my hand back fast enough. And I didn't get my glove up. So when I threw it, the punch was already lazy. And when I got it back, I didn't have my hands up. I had my hands here. So it was whap, whap, whap. And when I came to the guy was looking at me, I'm looking at him, but my eye, I could move my eyes. But my body was like, no, nah, we good. We're going to stay right here for a second. And then it was like, oh, he's stunned. He's stunned. Get him. And when he started jumping on me and I tried to move my legs, my shit was fucking, you know what I'm saying? I was doing all type of <laughs> pop locking moves and shit in the ring. You know, I was yeah, like, oh, man. shit. Yeah, he, he called me good. And let me let, let me ask you, that punch that caught you, did you see it coming? No. No. The last thing I re- that one, right? Yeah. The last thing I remember was like, a flash and then like it was just like white light blue light and purple light or some shit like that like i didn't only thing i i didn't see the first one but i could feel two other punches hit me after that and i, I felt it and then when i came to it was just like huh you know like the light went off like all right he, he but here he come you know and then when i got back to the corner they was like you know what happened right i was like i got knocked out because i don't remember what happened he's like see? Right. he's like that's why you got to keep your hands up and you got to get your hands back fast. He's like, you got to work on your conditioning. You got to work on your stamina and everything. I was like, whatever y'all say, I'll do it. I was yeah, like, what happened? Like, what did he hit me with? He's like, he hit you with three, he hit you with three punches. The, the, uh, the, this is what I tell some people. Um, the difference between MMA and boxing is that boxing, these guys are masters of their craft. Yeah. Meaning they're, 
they're there only doing one thing, right? They're perfecting their, their standards. So they become masters of that craft. Now, going over to MMA, um, they can't really master that entire, you know what I mean? Either you're a phenomenal kickboxer or you're a phenomenal jujitsu artist or you're a badass wrestler. They bring that master part in this game in MMA and you know, it doesn't really, sometimes it don't really translate into greatness sometimes, you know? So in boxing, you know, these truly are masters of their game. Now, if you separate like jujitsu, wrestling, all that, all those dudes that are phenomenal in those, uh, when they translate it into an open combat like MMA, yeah, you know, they always relate to what they know, right? They're bread and butter. Yeah. And sometimes if it, the other one just, just, just slightly enough to defend it, they end up losing like, yeah. uh, you know, which is a perfect one. Remember Brock Lesnar oh, in MMA? Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal wrestler, right? Phenomenal college, wrestler. College, pedigree, D1, amazing. Salute to Brock yeah. Lesnar. Exactly. He ends up coming, he faces Cain Velasquez. He's also a great wrestler from Arizona, oh, yeah. right? Also great. Beast. Great, uh, however, he, he had already spent a lot of time, you know, working up his uh, upper game. Yeah. So... What ended up happening when, when Lesnar tried to, you know, go back to his bread and butter, shit that he knows like the back of his hand, it failed against a guy who's also just about just as good. Yeah. And he just ended up finishing him with the, you know. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and not just as good, but he had elevated his game because. Right. By, wrestling was something that he already had. Exactly. It was that now that he had stepped into that MMA, he had been working on that ground and pound and that boxing technique and taking you to the ground and, and that grueling style that Kane had where he would just wear your ass out. So that's something that he had, that he had built on top of the wrestling. So for, for Brock, well, how long were you going to wrestle with him? How long exactly. were you going to wrestle with him? Because he wasn't going to make it a wrestle match at any time. Like no one gives a shit about pins and takedowns. Like no. he, Kane had, Kane had skills. He legitimately will wear your ass out and beat you to shit. And when he had the chance and he caught Brock, he gave Brock everything that he, you know what I'm saying? Everything that he had been working on. And he just wore him out. Bro, didn't James Tony go into the UFC to fight uh was it him? I think that might have been James Tony. I think James but, but, Tony did. You see what happened to him, right? He got dismantled in a minute. Probably less than that. It's just you can't take that's the thing with a man. You can't be a man, it's hard to be a master of something. Like, because uh, there's not enough hours in the day for you to work on the total craft, man. No, you know? when, it, when it comes to MMA, what it looks like, because I don't know, because I'm not, I got a buddy that's an MMA guy. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like, because he invited me to, to come in and, and, and help him out with certain things. And when you're looking at it, it's like, okay, they're doing enough to show you the fundamentals and then get you past that. So that you know how to throw your jab and you know how to hook off your jab and you know how to faint yeah. punches and, and do things like that. But um, it takes so much time to kind of be dedicated to doing boxing, uh, doing jujitsu um, and doing wrestling. It takes a, it takes so it takes much. A lot man. of time. It takes it's a hard lot. Of, yeah. It takes and you a could lot. only really master one. You know what I mean? Well, you know, what? I think you I know? think there are ways to master other parts of it, but it just takes it takes more of your time to do it. Like you got to be in the gym a little bit longer than a boxer has to be, you know? Yeah. 
I just think you have to be in the gym. Like maybe one day you're working on jujitsu and then another day you're working on boxing and then another day you're working on wrestling. Like there are just days where you have to split that shit up. But as far as boxes, we are, they are dedicated strictly to the pugilistic sport of hand-to-hand combat in a sweet science, you know? So that's the one thing that they do have. And it's the one thing that we all know to do, but that's why I like MMA. Let me say that too. That's why I like MMA because 90 something percent of fights are going to go to, to the ground. Most people don't know how to stand up and throw punches and, and tuck their chin down and get low and throw a punch. Like they stand up, they tuck their chin out and they throw punches over their hand. You know what I mean? So that's why I think MMA is good because it teaches you, well, if it does go to the ground, here's some techniques that you can do. Here's a, here's a, 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 a triangle hold is a choke hold or if you know how to get side control or a full mount this is how you beat a person's ass until somebody pull you off it's true it's you true. know what i mean so I, I do i do like the mma and i'm saying that because of my homie salute to one love you one one does it and i've seen him do some shit you know just playing around with people and then one time he got serious and he told this dude to yo chill the fuck out man before you get hurt and when he heard him, he was like, God damn, man, you ain't have to do that. And he's like, yeah, maybe he learned next time. Yeah, not to do it again. Yeah, so, you exactly. know, from watching him and listening to him talk and when we're engaging in conversation, it, it's a beautiful thing to hear him talk about it because you're not just talking about, it's not necessarily, it is about hurting people, but it's the technique that you're putting forth to make sure that you hurt somebody the correct way. Oh, definitely, man. And, and I, I, love, I love that. I, I and you know I'm the you know I I grew up mostly at first watching boxing but then when MMA started coming around of course I love hand to hand combat so I mean yeah. I followed a lot of the old stuff like Pride remember Pride I don't know if you remember yes Pride. sir I remember Pride I remember, Pride. I, remember I got Pride. on Pride late though because I was more of a, a boxing guy you know right 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 so yeah so shout out to all the you know jujitsu and uh, man I remember seeing the Gracies yes sir. And, uh, all man, that mixed about back in the day. Oh, shout out to all them dudes, man. Yeah, salute to them. Truly, truly, truly. But yeah, I mean, um, mastering the craft, as I was saying, right? Like, and I'm not trying to disrespect them in me at all. No, we will not do that. Fuck no. No, I'm just saying, like, certain differences. Like, it's hard to, you know, you put the best boxer in MMA, right? We already know what happens. Vice versa. This is, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, apples and oranges, right? Yeah, I, I I only see a guy from MMA being able to do what a boxer does if his pedigree was first started in boxing, and he was like some type of champion, right? Oh, okay, okay. He was like a he he won like he did well at that, and then he said, "Well, I don't want to I don't want to do boxing no more. I'm gonna go to MMA." And then somebody challenged him in a boxing ring. He said, "Yeah, I take that fight," and he went over there and he smoked the guy. Like that's one of the few ways that I see that happening. But when it's just straight up hand to hand combat, even when people were saying that Floyd Mayweather would lose to Conor McGregor, I was just, I was like, man, how do you? Oh my make, god, bro! How do how do you? Oh make, my god! How do you make that decision, like to say that Floyd's gonna lose that fight and Conor McGregor looked big as fuck when he was in that ring? I was like, god damn! Yeah, he probably hydrated up ten pounds easy, probably easily, more than that, easily. Okay. Easily, easily, but he was it he, a was it a catch rate, man? I I completely forgot. 
I don't. I didn't even see the fight. I saw highlights of the fight. I didn't see the full fight. I wasn't going to watch it, and then um, one of my buddies was at. Uh, he was at a cigar shop at the time when the fight okay. was going on. So I go over there. He's like, "Yo, just come in. Come all the way to the back. We in the back kicking it, watching the fight." And I'm in there. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in here watching this bullshit. He started laughing. He was like, "Stick around. You know what I'm saying? We are gonna have a good time." So. I'm in there watching it. I th- but I think they weighed in. I think the, the fight was at 150 or something like that. Okay. okay. 150 or 155. But here's the thing that people don't even understand about Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather has never, except for the only fight I really know of where he's been the bigger fighter was when he fought Juan Manuel Marquez. He's oh, always, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. yeah. He's always, Floyd has always been the smaller fighter. Always. That's true, man. I forget. He brought him up two weight classes. Um, yeah. And he also, and correct me if I'm wrong, if uh, after the podcast we can check it out, but I believe he also paid him money because he went over in weight as well. Floyd. Floyd went over in weight? I swear, if I, I wow. remember that. Uh, but I, I'd rather be staying corrected because I don't want to say that is what it is. I, I, but I don't I remember. I don't remember. I don't um, remember. Man, but we'll check it out after the podcast. Yeah, I'll hydration clause or something like that. But something wait, because like I think Floyd had been retired and that was his first fight back, right? That was what I was going to get into. That probably had to do with that. It was, I think, for what, a year or two? Yeah, he had been off for like a year and a half. A he year. came back. And at that time, Pac-Man started. Then, boom, coming up, man. Everyone was talking about Pac-Man. And then yeah. Floyd came back like, now nah, fuck that. I'm coming back too, you know? I will, You know what? I would love to have a conversation with Floyd and ask him about that. Like, my man, when you took those, when you retired or you took those years off, was it just from injuries or just boredom with the sport? You know, I would love to have that type of conversation with him and see what, see what he says. Because, you know, at, at, at what point were you bored? What point was it boredom? And what point was the injury for you to make you take off time like that? That's that's a very good and deep question because only the man himself can answer that. Only right? he can answer it. And you can just assume and give you conspiracy theories and shit. Yeah. That I have no clue. Because we we we're all at some point, even today, especially with the fucking internet, everybody's on social media, YouTube and Twitter. We all speculating about what's going on behind the scenes. But I would love to sit down and hopefully, if it ain't even with me. It's with someone else and Floyd, you know, he's more honest and, and forthcoming than all the roundabout ways and methods, you know, like he, he could just answer those questions straight out because I would just love to know, like he took up, like he didn't he have like three, two or three breaks from boxing at one point. Yeah. Yes, he did. After, after De La Hoya, who did he fight after De La Hoya? Let's, let's, then, let's go to it. Let's find Because then um, he became the cash cow right after that. De La Hoya just kind of, you know, after that, he just went down. Man, I remember that fight, though, bro. I was the only dude in that fight party that was going for Floyd. I'll never forget it. And it was a close fight, too. It was a very close fight. It ended up being, if I remember, a split decision. So he fought fought Oscar De La Hoya in 2007. That same year, he fought. He fought Ricky Hatton. 
Oh yeah, shit. That's right. That's... So uh, Cinco, Cinco de May, Cinco de Mayweather was when he uh. fought De La Hoya, and then Ricky fought, Ricky Hatton. He fought in December, mm-hmm. and then after that he was gone till two thousand nine. Oh shit! And in two thousand nine, September nineteenth, he fought Juan Manuel Marquez, and that was the only fight of that year for two thousand nine. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so then he retired right after. Yep. And when he came back, Cinco de Mayweather again, he came back two thousand ten. And he fought Shane Mosley. And then left, it seems like he left again because 2011 was the next fight. He fought Victor Ortiz. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. The fucking. The look off. Oh my God. How was he gonna go back and hug him like two times, bro? Yeah, I think I think the kid was so riled up, and, and you know he he wanted to, he wanted to apologize and be sincere about it. But it's a fight, man. Hands up, man up. You know, hands down, man down. <laughs> he uh, yo, uh, I remember Victor, Victor, Victor uh, Ortiz had him on the ropes, and this yeah. dude throws the biggest fucking headbutt you could see a mile away, bro. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he like fucking braced his foot down and just lounged up like a missile. I'm like, bro, what the fuck was that? You know, and uh, I remember the ref even even Floyd was like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? You know, he looked at the ref like, did I see this motherfucker? You know what I thought was going to happen? I was like, uh-oh, it's about to get dirty. I'm like Victor yeah. Ortiz about. To, I'm like Victor Ortiz about to pull out all the dirty shit now. He about to pull out all the dirty shit, but he was so sincere. You know, he he let his guard down for too long. You know, and he got he caught with a did. left hook and a right hand. Oh, but that left hook, he looked over to the ref like, "Yo, you see this motherfucker just hook me?" Oh yeah, he's like, "Boom!" And he's like, "Hey!" And, and then the ref ref just happened to look up at him and go, "How did you get on the ground?" That's true. That's very true. He he falls down on his back. He's dazed, and he don't even know what where the fuck he's at anymore. No, no. And then that's it. The ref no. called the fight. He no, took that fight, man. It. What up, man? I remember I was disappointed because I really wanted to see a great, you know, back and forth fight, you know. And nope, it did not even pan out that way. It ended up being such a strange fight, man. Yo, it's crazy with even his career, Victor Ortiz, right? Because before that loss, who did he lose to? Marcos Maidana. That's the fight where he said, you know, look at my face. I I shouldn't be taking on beating like this or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that famous line. I I don't deserve to get beat up like this or something. Yeah, he said, look at my face. I shouldn't be getting beat up like this. Yeah, and he's like, like, I don't care what nobody says. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, the kid don't, this ain't in him no more. He don't want to do this. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You, you could just tell, right? Uh, damn. Yeah. Oh, don't forget that uh, Jose Cito Lopez broke his fucking jaw. Yes, that was 2012. Remember that? that was I remember that. Like, bro. That was, bro. and that was right after the loss to Mayweather. Right. Yep. That was right I remember after. Remember that, bro. 
Matter of fact, that wasn't even that one right after that was like eight or nine months. That was not eight. Floyd, he fought Floyd in September of 2011, and then he fought okay. Jose Cito in, in June of 2012. Wow. And then he had another. So he lost to Floyd. He yep. lost to Jose Cito. And then mm-hmm. in 2014, damn, he had a two-year layoff. When he came back against Luis Colazzo, he got KO'd. Oh, shit. That's right. So he had three KOs back to back to back. I forgot about that. Louis I did Black. too. Like, That's I the one where he even didn't he like turn his back or ended up being like he got beat down, man. Like yeah. actually, I thought he was um, if I remember correctly, Ortiz actually started strong in that fight, but Luis Colaus just started landing in bombs, and everyone just said this dude just didn't want to be in there no more. Yeah, yeah, you could you can kind of tell, and no no disrespect to uh, 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 Victor Ortiz, but. You, when you watch him fight, you can kind of tell when the, if it, the fight ain't going well, you can kind of see him go, eh, I don't want to do it no more. You can kind of see it. You can kind of see you, it. You, you got to have it in you. Man. You got to be that animal, bro. You yeah. got to have it in you, man. Yeah. Some and dudes if, get hit once. They come back at you and try to kill you, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. But up to date, man, I just want to say that I'm not impressed with a lot of the shit that's happening in boxing right now, man. I ain't impressed. Um, I think we are in the era of social media, as we said earlier. And right now we're just seeing too many, too many guys on their pages instead of being in the gym, working on a skill set so they can get ready for that, that next level at, at 130 or 135. And I'm just going to throw a list of names together. You got Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson, uh, Lomachenko. Cause I still think, He's a bad motherfucker. You still got Devin Haney. Uh, uh, all those guys. You got all Ryan Garcia. Yeah, Tiafimo, if I didn't say his name. Sorry about that. Um, you got all these guys out there. And it's too much talking. Stay off the fucking internet, man. That shit is bothering the fuck out of me. Everybody talking about who they fighting and <laughs> fights they got coming up. And it's, and it's bullshit, man. Like, And here's the thing that I would like to see. If you know you don't want to fight a guy, say, hey, Right now, I am not ready for that fight. That fight's that's a big fight, and I would like to get to that fight a couple fights down the road. I would like to build up for that fight. I remember growing up watching fighters fight, and when they knew that the top guy was a come forward fighter, they would fight come forward fighters that were of a lesser standard, but that would get them to that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like now, you see everybody just like, oh, well, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to fight that guy. Well, fight somebody that's like him. Fight somebody that's like him. Like, I, I, I want to see, and, and because they're so young, these guys are, what, 20, 21, 22 years old, 23. I don't think nobody's older than 24 or 25. They haven't really hit that stride yet. So I don't need to see them fight right away, even though it would be nice because there's not much else ha- happening in these divisions anyway. Right, 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 right. But if, if it's going to happen, man, or if it's not going to happen, just say that, yo, right now, I don't want to fight Devin Haney. Tank Davis is an awesome fighter. He's a very good fighter. And that's a fight I want in the future, but not now. I would like to build my way up to that fight. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Please do not be, well, no, I can't say please. Uh, fuck all that. But don't be on social media and in these inter- interviews and letting these announcers and spectators and commentators hype y'all up to say, I want this guy and I want that guy. And then you don't want to take the fight. Yo, they're calling them the four kings already. They haven't even fought How? each other. 
and, and not just fought each other, but they don't even have the records to just to, exactly. to display that they the four kings of boxing. How are we gonna how are we gonna label them four kings yet? Come on, bro. When 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 Duran, Hearns, Hagler, and Leonard were the four kings, they were destroying everything in their fucking way. Yep. They were destroying everything. Salute and RIP to Marvin fucking Hagler. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, who legally changed his name to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Man. Because he went on a tear for years after people just denied him. And he finally got the opportunity. And it was so beautiful to see see his fights growing up, man, because it made me, it inspired me. So, yo, that's hard work. That's hard work. And when you look at Marvin's style, Marvin's style is, like he said, destroy and destruction like i am coming to break you down and yeah. break you break you in half man man salute to him because like his style all all four of the kings like their, their styles were one of a kind like they they didn't emulate each other no they didn't emulate those all those guys were different man they were very very fucking different but they met at the time when they were supposed to meet that that that's the key right there bro they met they weren't labeled right away that no they you earned know? that shit tommy tommy was the motor city cobra before he was the hit man he was a motor city cobra tommy was fucking people up man big six one six two six three guy walking around Why? 140 man what like this what you fucking thought he was wearing football gear bro Jabbing, jabbing, fainting, fainting. And then right when you thought you had it figured out, that fucking right hand come out of nowhere. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. Yeah. yeah, man. Then you stand in front of uh, you stand in front of Sugar Ray Leonard and he hits you with a shot and you take it. And he's, oh, you can take that one? Cool. How about these five, these four or five I'm about to let go? <laughs> Take them. Yep, yep. Duran. Stand in front of that fucking beast. What was it called? A hands of stone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to say it in in, in Spanish, but. Manos de piedra. Yeah, man. Sugar Ray Leonard said that shit really felt like stone. He said the motherfucker, he said he hit him to the body. He said he hit him with a headshot and he looked around and was like, who the the fuck else hit me? (laughs) Like, did the ref throw in a shot? What the fuck? That's look. That it's a warrior sport, man, and it's not. It's not meant for the weak or the faint of heart. Like you got, you got to be, uh-huh. you got to be a little fucked up in the head to do that sport. Yeah, man. Especially at their level. Their level. These dudes wake up every day. They grind every day, bro. They're and fucking just beast. Just that's the man. only thing on their mind: kill, hurt, punish. Kill, hurt, punish every day. Yep. Every day. You Only know the strong I mean? survive. And I hate when people say things like, oh, that guy is trash or that guy is a bum. That guy, if he ever caught you on the street, would beat the shit out of you. You know what? I do want to, man, bro. And that's one thing also with social media, bro. That it's just, it's like every boxer out here is just bums and trash. And it's just like, man, so disrespectful for these boxers. It is. Like, just because they lose one time, man, all of a sudden people fall off the bandwagon. Oh, don't put him on TV. He's trash. He's a bum. And it's just, you know, so disrespectful, bro. Before, no one cared. 
bro. All the greats have losses, and we don't give a fuck about those losses. Yeah. As that, I wish if, if this sport would uh, move on, I wish we would move on to that. So yeah. I think that narrative kind of came from Floyd, but I think what it has to do, it, it has to be owned by the fighters. And we saw fighters say it, like Keith Thurman, right? He was like, I got to owe and I ain't afraid to let it go. Right? We saw him do it. We saw other fighters. We saw Sean. I think Sean Porter is a great fighter. He has losses, but his losses aren't to chumps. Like, it's against the oh. best of the best. It's against the top oh. echelon. Right? As, as, as it should be. Right. As, as it, it should be. be. Correct. So there's nothing wrong with a loss. It's how you, how you bounce back after you take the loss. And I think right now, we, we're in an era where these guys are so afraid to lose that they won't fight because they think that people are going to are gonna uh, look away and not want to pay attention to them. Dude, you the fighter. People are paying to see you fight. They line up to see you. Uh, a loss is a loss. And as fighters, as a guy who, who had some losses when he was doing tournaments and shit, who gives a fuck, man? When you, when you win, everybody going to be bigging you up. Everybody gonna be dapping you and saying how well you did, but when you lose, them same motherfuckers gonna leave you anyway. They don't give a fuck about right. you. Right. Nope. So it's no, up to you to really control that narrative. It's a loss, man. Like you can bounce back from a to any fight out there. You can bounce back from a loss, man. Yeah, we saw Floyd. Floyd was the last great fighter of the times. He went fifty and zero. Really, to me, forty nine and zero because I don't really count Conor McGregor. Yeah, we should have an asterisk there because yeah. he beat a guy that was fuck it. I gotta say, zero and zero. Yeah, that was his debut fight, right? So I don't, I don't really count that one. But yeah. um, with, with with that said, Shane Mosley was still a good fighter. Oh, Miguel Cotto was still a great fighter. There you go. Fucking um, uh, salute Pacquiao. to Pacquiao. Pacquiao got seventy fucking fights and like five, six losses, man. So fucking what? And he's the only what eight, eight division champ in history. In history, yes. In history, bro. Yes. And he still gave us good fights. Here's a guy who has 70, 70 fights, bro. Man. And he's fought the majority of his career. He's Well, not the, I can't say the majority. But a good percentage of his career, he's fought nothing but champions. Facts right there. He's fought the majority of champions. And it wasn't like he was ducking guys either. And if we go, and if this is the other thing that I, I don't like, if we're going to start calling him a duck now, dude is 42 years old. He's on his way out. Yeah. If he wanted to take an exhibition fight for $100 million and lead a game, let him do that shit. He earned that right. Yeah. The majority of people talking about guys like Pacquiao and any other boxer don't even have the heart or the balls to step in the ring for three minutes and find out what that's truly like. Right, bro. And that's a fact. Cause I, I, I'm telling you, I did it. You did it, and I. But I know I fucking did it. And the shit is not, the shit is not for the faint of heart. No. Getting hit ain't some shit that you can easily go. All right, cool. You know, and, and shake it off. You have no. to be able to bite down on your mouthpiece, take a punch, and be like, all right, that that wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. You got to literally be able to look at a guy and see his body, and pay attention to his rhythm and listen to his rhythm and know when he about to throw a punch. Pay attention to his eyes. Pay attention to his mouth. What's going to move first when he get ready to throw a punch? It, it's a lot of shit, that, a lot of technical and scientific shit, yeah. scientific shit that goes into it. And these people can't do it, but they call guys tomato cans and bombs 
Man, if I grab one of those guys right now out of the gym and say, you fight him right now for three minutes, you are getting fucked up. It's true, bro. It's true. I wish that shit would stop. In, in, in boxing as a whole, us as fans, especially hardcores like us, you know, I know, I know we, we support, we have our favorite fighters, whatever, but the whole majority of people, man, we should be supporting using this platform to support the sport and grow it. Yes. We should be growing the sport. You know, I, I want to see it in all platforms, you know, it, that, that, that's my thing. Like, I would love to see it everywhere, you know, Me too. Like, I that's what we should be doing. Man. You know, I, if, if we get into the politics of boxing, then that's when we just like going to go downhill. Yeah. I, I don't. A loss, a loss doesn't make you make you less of a person, man. It's two people going one on one. Someone, someone has to lose, bro. Period. Someone so, has to lose. And and not to bring back MMA, but that is the big difference too with their fan base, bro. There's MMA fighters that have like ten losses, and they're getting title fights, and their fans are fucking supporting them. Bro. Yes, because That's they what understand. I wish. Exactly. They That's understand. what I wish was in boxing. Stop making these hateful videos, man, on social media. Just stop. We should be supporting everything. Absolutely. You know? I, I've seen guys that in, in MMA that are 25, fight, they won 25 fights and they lost 10, but they still get a title shot because they climbed their way back up to get a title shot. And that's what it should be all about. It should be king of the hill. Not, oh, you got a, you got a, uh, you took a loss or two losses or three losses and you got to get to the back of the line or you can't get back in the line no more until, you know what I mean? You, you figure out a way to win 40 fights. Like, come on, man. Like, that's not the way this shit goes. Whoever is the best guy should be able to step up and fight, you know? And, and the other thing, the other thing I don't like that's happening right now is that all this fucking ducking. All this ducking is getting on my goddamn nerves. Like, why is everybody? If you again, if you know you're not ready for these guys, just just say it. Yeah. Or don't just even say, say their name. Or don't even say their name, right? Just no, and it's it's okay to say a, a guy's name. Look, I like David Benavidez at 168. I know that's a bad motherfucker, but if I knew that I had to face him, I'm like, yo, I ain't ready for that. Yo. <laughs> I, I'm dead. I, look, bro. I would be like, yo, David Ben. If I would have won a fight this weekend or last weekend, I'd have been like, hey, David Benavidez is a, is a great champion, but I, I'm gonna need like two more fights before I before I take on that shit. That's that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Like that ain't that ain't no regular shit. I saw what he did to Ronald Ellis, the motherfucker in the eighth round, motherfucker. I was watching you, Dave, in the eighth round. Blocked the overhand right, waved that shit off, and then threw an uppercut to the gut out of the minute and 45 seconds. I saw this shit. Perry did like an uh, uppercut. Yeah, he knocked that shit off. Like he did, like he jagged off in his face, like, mm, and then threw the uppercut to the gut. What? At 6'1, six, 6'2? Six, no. Big boy, man. He, no, he that's different. Skills. And he and he came up differently than a lot of dudes. Yes, this is a guy with no real amateur background. This is a guy mm-hmm. who trained with uh Winky, what is it not Winky Wright? Uh uh Triple G um and a bunch of other guys that he trained with. And they told him, Hey, this kid might be might be on the verge of something. And not just that, but salute to David Benavidez for losing 80 pounds or whatever it was that he lost just to get back down. Because they said he was like a 250-pound kid or whatever. 
He was apparently right. Yeah. There's some videos out there. Yeah, they oh. they say they say they tried to get him in the amateurs to fight at 250, but there wasn't a lot of competition, and he was able to lose all the weight. I salute Dave, man. I like what he does. I think he's a very he's not. I don't know, man. What do you think? Because he doesn't look like the traditional Mexican fighter to me. He does come forward. I'll give him that. Like he comes forward, but when you look at him, the shit that he do, it it don't look. I don't know, man. He has a unique style. It's, yeah, his style is unique because it's the way that he learned it, right? He didn't. He learned it fighting or sparring, right? Pretty much fighting elite fucking pedigree fighters. So you didn't learn it fighting amateurs. And the amateurs, everyone jumps in and then they bull rush you and fucking throw out hundred punches. Now this dude learned all his shit through the grind. He developed his own technique just from that early on i assume he don't really fight like your typical he he resembles that style because he yeah. comes at you forward yeah but he has certain aspects of like like he just has a very unique style but where do you get yeah. that you know yeah you just parry that shit off you know and, and i'm wondering is it because of the guys that's in front of him like he's not worried about nothing coming back like no one has hit him with something so far that made him go okay let me make sure that my defense is on point you know what I mean? Like the, the way he fought, the way even recently when he fought Dave, Ronald Ellis, I think the second round he threw a body shot. Like he threw the jab and he planted his feet and he took his right hand and he threw it. And Ronald Ellis ducked like he was going to throw a punch over it and he hit him in the a, in a, in a left side of the body. I'm like, man, that's different, man. That's different to know that you, you could set a guy up and get him to pause just enough, long enough to throw punches like that like dave is different to me man I, but i like it I, I i like it a lot i think i think it's something different to me an, another a, another guy that wasn't typical mexican style box to me was one manuel marquez because he didn't he didn't track you down and, and try to try to knock your head off he just kind of like stalked you he stood in front of you because he was a counter puncher he kind of just stood there and was like all right throw that shit uh let me find an opening give it to me Give it to me. Give it to me. Like one man, one man Will Marquez wasn't like traditional to me. But I think that's because, and maybe it's just me, because you know, more more people were looking at the way that El Grand Campion was doing things. Um, and he had that that cut the ring off style. I'm gonna mow you down, but I'm gonna cut the ring off in the process. Right. Yeah, but um, I don't think I don't think one man will and, and Dave, they 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 seem different. They seem different. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I just see something totally um awkward no, about it. But no, not even. They they they, they are definitely different. Yeah, I mean, he's only twenty two, bro. Look what he's on, done. Yeah, like yeah twenty four, whatever he is. But it's just when the I'm 20, watching yeah, when I'm watching him, and even the two fights he had with uh, Ronald Graville, um, those were very hard. Well, not hard, but those were more challenging fights than he has had. Um, and he got knocked down in one of those fights. You could tell at least to me because he's so young and he's basing it off his power like he's just trying to get guys out the way and, and it's and you can definitely see that there are some things that he does need to work on and and refine and make sure that he he's a, a little bit more sharper but you can tell like dave wants to punish you he he, he wants to hurt you like that a knockout is cool but i think he said recently knockouts are cool but I, there's nothing better than watching a man sit on his stool and say, I can't, I can't take no more. Yeah, he's old school. He's there to punish you. 
and if a guy is saying that, you you got you're gonna have a hard night, man. You what are you gonna do when night. he don't go down? What are you gonna do when he don't stop coming at you? Yeah, what you gonna do when he take his take your best shot, and he's standing there looking at you and smiling like, okay. Right. That, 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 and then that's when we move into the levels of the game. Yes. You know where the yes. greats were able to diminish your best strength. You know, use it against you or. Or, or whatever the case, right? They were able to, like, man, like, no one did it better than Floyd to me, bro. He's, man, he was able to just, you bring anything, this dude calculated everything, bro. He, he, he had just an had, answer. <laughs> he had answers. It was over, bro. Yeah, Floyd had answers man. for everything. Answers, man. But yeah, levels, right? He showed you everything. That's why, and I want to say this for anybody that does box or is getting into boxing, please learn your basics. Please learn your fundamentals, and, and go over it over and over and over and again till you can, till you can do that shit in your sleep. Because there are fighter, there are fighters out here who build their style and they become these one dimensional fighters. And when a fighter that is better than them pushes them to a limit, they have no answer. And you no. should be, you should be. Make sure your fundamentals are sound and tight, but make sure that you study everything in the game. Learning to box off your back foot, learning to move, have lateral movement, and then being able to get on your toes and get out the way of certain things. Learn how to do all of it because if you're in there with a real a real boxer or a real animal that's going to come and mow you down and you can't get out the way of what they're doing, yeah. it's going to be a long night or a short night for you. And it's, and for certain guys, like a guy that's trying to mow you down and kill you, he don't care nothing about, about you being hurt. He don't care nothing about you not knowing how to get on your back foot and box. He don't care about that. He already see what he see. He knows that you're going to keep backing up. And at some point, he is going to time you. He's going to corner you, and he's going to time you. You're going to think the punch is going to go low, and it's going to go high. Or you think it's going to go high, and it's going to go low. He's going to wear your ass out. So... Make sure if you are out there, make sure that you are learning and working on the fundamentals, but building your style, make sure you know how to do as much as you can. Cause I remember at one point when they was showing me how to do so much of that shit, I was like, what the fuck am I even doing in here? Yes. I'm dead serious. It was like, yo, this, this is too fucking much. Yeah. But then you realize the fun in learning it. And then you realize, oh, I can, I can kind of use it to kind of craft, to craft my style and, and, and make myself a, a better fighter as I go along. Another question too, y'all want to ask you, because I haven't asked you on a, on a podcast. Name, if you can, your three to five of all time middleweights. Middleweights, middleweights. Yes. Man. It'll be Roy Jones. <laughs> I think everybody chooses Roy, man. <laughs> I, 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 he ha he's in, I, I hope he's in everyone's top list, right? Roy Jones. Yeah. I like B Hop. I like B Hop. Really? In there. I don't know why, man. I like B Hop, bro. I'll put B Hop in there. Tony, James Tony was there for a minute, Ooh. right? Yes. Yes. That'd be James Tony. Uh, let me see. Uh, man, 
That's three right there. That's three right there. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to go further, we can leave it at that. We can leave it yeah, at that. Yeah, it's perfect for me. Okay. Yeah, I, ended up, I ended up liking D-Hop a lot. I don't know why, man. You okay. Know? So I'm going to tell you my my uh my three because I, I done even though I've done it already, you haven't been on here yet to, to tell me your three. So my three are in no order. Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, shit. Roy Jones Jr. Marvin Hagler. And if I, if I got to throw somebody else in there, I'll probably pick Carlos Manzon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, well, that was three, right? Let me take back and change that. Robin's <laughs> sugar. Oh, man. Yeah, no, but definitely all them dudes, man. They they were they were, they were in beasts. There. They were beasts, man. They were beasts, bro. When you really when you really sit back and think about what they did, they were beasts in their in their era. And, and let me say, let me salute James Tony as well because Floyd did the Philly Shell style his way, but James Tony did his his inside on the inside. He didn't do a lot of movement, you know what I mean? And he could counter you. He could he could get into the Philly shell and you would throw certain punches. He could roll with him, slide with him, right hand, Damn. left hook, left hook, right hand, or excuse me, or however he decided to do it. But James Tony was very good at it, and he did the Philly shell or whatever you want to call it. He did it on the inside. He didn't do a lot of moving around. James Tony came and sat in the middle of the ring with you or on the ropes, and and y'all was gonna bang it out all night. When he fought Roy Jones, was that at middleweight? I forgot. I think that was at 168. Okay, okay. They had already gone off, right? Yeah. Okay. That was a good fight, man. Yeah, because I think the, the conversation was uh, uh, Roy didn't want to move up to fight nobody or something like that. And then he said, well, if a motherfucker want to see me, then I'll go see him. So he went up to 168 Ooh, and took that fight. You know fight. he would, man. Yeah. Roy, Roy is... See, Roy is from that old school cloth, though. Like, you can't mention my name and you can't talk about me without me coming to see you. Uh, and that's what I like about that era. Now, everybody mentions everybody's name and it's just okay. And we, and we, all, we don't see nothing. Yeah. And we don't see we don't nothing. See we anything. all, we all kai, kai, kai and ki, ki, ki and having fun. And, 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 you know, boxing, as far as I remember, boxing ain't like that. Even when I used to be in the gym, it, it wasn't like that. Like if you said something about another boxer and it got out, yeah, I had to go in the ring and scrap. You know what I mean? Now it ain't now it ain't like that, I guess. Um, I remember being in the gym and, my, and someone would smack their lips and they'd be like, what you smacking your lips for? Like, you think you can take them? Like, yeah, I can take them. Like, all right. And they would stop the dude from having his sessions. Like, go in here. You got three rounds, four rounds. And you would go in there and y'all would get it in. And then whoever lost or whatever, you go. I, I remember my, the couple times that happened to me. He's like, he too, he too nice looking to be in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo, get in the ring with buddy. I would go in there, wah, 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 wah. do whatever I had to do, and I would get out. I wouldn't even say nothing. I'd go back to doing what I was doing, doing pad work, you know what I'm saying, or doing jump work, whatever it was, working on technique, shadow boxing, whatever I had to do. And then they're like, oh, yo, you good, you good, bro. And I wouldn't even say nothing. I wouldn't say thank you or nothing. I'd go back to what I was doing. Now we're in an era where it's just okay to just talk freely without no action happening. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is shit I don't. This is that, and that's yeah. This is the shit that I just don't like about boxing right now. Like, 
it's, it's too much talking and not enough action. It's too many promoters that are that are in the way of fights. You know what I mean? They're not making these really good fights happen. Um, let me ask you this. At 168, who would you rather see Canelo fight? Oh, let me say let me let me let me take that take that back. Between 160 and 168, who would you rather see Canelo fight? I'm picturing the fights in my head. Okay. Take your time. Uh, so at at 168 right now, man, I would love to see him fight Benavidez. At 160, I want to see him fight Jermall. I Just because I like Jermall and I'm a, I'm a fan of Jermall yeah. and I want to see that fight. I don't give a shit who wins. I just want to see it. I, I don't care who wins. You know what I mean? I, I don't care who wins. That fight. Yeah, unless I'm making a bet, I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. <clears throat> we could still fuck with all of them after they lose. I still am. I'm still going to like Jamal Charlo after after he wins or loses. I'm still going to like David Benavidez after he wins or loses. I'm mm. still going to say Canelo is one of the best boxers I've seen. Well, not, should can we call him a boxer? Best fighters I've seen, you know what I mean, in a, in a while. Since, since Floyd, since Shane Mosley and shit. I'm not going to stop liking the motherfucker because he lose. I'm still gonna fuck with them. I'm still I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do pay-per-views. I'm still gonna buy them. I'm still gonna tune in when they fight and I'm still gonna watch their old fights. I still okay. am. It ain't gonna stop shit. It won't stop anything. You know, my perfect thing would be right now, like the perfect fight would be that would be epic, right? Would be if Canelo um gets all the belts at 168, and if Jamal's able to get all the belts at 160, right? He fights um uh, Andrade and um, who else got that other belt? Golovkin. Yeah, and Golovkin got that other belt. So if he's able to get those two, boom, then those two meet. Can you imagine all those titles? And if they put both lines on the man, that would be amazing. Can you? The, the possibility is there. That would be amazing, and I would love to see it. I, shit, and even if, if even if Jamal just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go up here because I'm tired of ducking this guy. And he did what you said, or he just went another route and said, I'm going to go fight Caleb Plant, start off at 168, and then my next fight going to be David Benavidez. Ooh, there you go. If he did some shit like that, like, I would love to see that. You know what I mean? Like, just the – I just want to see the best fight the best. I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on Golovkin. I've never been sold on Golovkin. When you look at his record, you go, yo, who did you fight? The only guy that you can look at his record and go, yo, these guys are recognizable is Canelo and Danny Jacobs. And Danny Jacobs, I don't know what the hell happened to him, but he um he just I don't know if you know this, but he just got back with um Rozier. He just got back, so they uh, I believe they uh they're gonna team up again finally. Um, I don't know why they broke up to be honest with you. I don't either, but uh, that fight he had with uh King Gabe. Rosado? Yeah, I think Gabe won that fight. Me too, man. I don't. What was wrong with Jacobs? Man? That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, people, people believe in you so much that you you keep you keep shitting the bed. You shit the bed against Golovkin. Like, what were you doing? Like, that was your chance to embarrass this man or knock him out. Golovkin was tentative, man. He was kind of timid. Like, you should have took advantage of that shit. 
You were the bigger, stronger, more athletic fighter. Like, what were you scared of? Could he really hit that hard? Like, say something. I want to know. This is the shit I be wanting to know. Like, yo, could he really hit that hard? And you don't even have to do it on no podcast. Just, just tell me. Lean in my ear like, yo, the motherfucker could hit. That's it. He 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 rattled he rattled my rib cage every time he hit me in the body. Like just let just let motherfuckers know. But I I man I had that, bro. I went to the Ogden to watch that fight. Me and my big bro, we were there watching the fight. I'm cheering for them, yelling Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You got all the fucking Russian motherfuckers there. Boo! Fuck Danny Jacobs. I'm like, God damn! I didn't even know they were gonna be in here like that. But I should have known. Yeah. The fucking place was packed. We in the Ogden. We in the Ogden. I had got a booth. We in the Ogden. We eating food and shit. The Ogden is kind of expensive. You know what I'm saying? But we in there having a good fucking time. We in there eating food. I'm buying food, bro. He buying drinks. I'm in there clapping because we got a booth, right? We got like, you know, we on the inside. I'm clapping for Danny. And my brother like, yo, you better shut up. These motherfuckers don't sound too thrilled about Danny Jacobs in here. (laughs) I'm like, yo, if it go down, it's going to be me and you against all these motherfuckers. And you know I don't get no fuck. So we t- we talking shit, going back and forth. He's like, I'll run up out of here and leave your ass in here. You know, but we going back and forth. So when the fight going on, like, you watching Danny, you're like, yo, what, what's up? Like, you doing bare minimum shit to make it through rounds. Like, why are you, why are you trying to survive? Like, get this dude out of here, like, you're you're the biggest, stronger, faster guy. Come on, man. That was a man. That hurt my feelings I when he lost that fight. And I think, and even based on that performance, he won. But because it is the champ, Golovkin is a champ. You lost. Right, right, right. You lost. It in was order a to very close fight. Man. In order, in order to be the champ, you have to beat him, and you didn't beat him. And then you went and fought fucking Canelo, and you got Canelo. Doing hair work, man. You had just embarrassing, bro. Embarrassing. Oh, he he. Canelo made him pretty much miss his fucking holy shit. That fight, I was not even expecting that. I was in the fight expecting it to be like not like that. I was expecting him to just bring that smoke. I was expecting him to go in there and kind of like walk walk Canelo down. All of a sudden, you see kind of like oof. Look at him like you just miss your shit. Yeah, like what like, the fuck? He did, he did a lot of head moving, a lot of waist movement. You know, yeah. he, Canelo with was, the missing, missing. Yeah, I was just like, come on, man. But I yeah. think the other thing about Canelo is where we have to give him his props is that Canelo is a counter puncher, man. And if you don't want that shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be standing there when he returns. You can't be standing there because it ain't gonna be just one punch. It's usually two or three that come out that come out uh, behind come him. Back, right? yeah. yeah, and if it's one, it's usually one hard solid punch that he returns. It's re- usually one solid punch. If he returns just one, it's usually one hard solid punch, man. I uh, yeah. I, I think I went back and I watched uh, that fight he had with Amir Khan. I think I might have sent it to you. I was like, "Yo, check out this round right here," and he hit uh, Amir Khan with that body shot, and you heard. Canelo exhale when he did it. He went, yes! and I was like, "Yeah, he tried to hurt him." In uh, in the, in that, I remember that that round. Even you know he was hurting him, like at the body. Remember how he started off the body, 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 and then he just like faked. It. But he even 
uh, Amir Khan even went his hands down like, shit, I don't want that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He put out his hands, yeah. you know, like the biggest no-no, right? You I think, I, that. Yeah. He just yeah. didn't want to get hit down there. Yeah. He went and boom, came right up there, bro. Yeah, I think it was like the fifth right round there. or whatever when they were kind of like trying to trade, having like a little standoff or a trade-off of fainting and trying to jab. And Canelo jab and then he jab, uh Amir Khan jab back and he threw that shit so hard. I was like, yo, Cesar, go go listen to this, the sound that motherfucker made. And then you heard even Max Kellerman was like, ugh, wicked body shot. <laughs> I was like, yo, because when when you go back and you listen to it, Canelo set it up. He was just like, I'm a, I need I need a good body shot. And when he threw it, you heard him. Ish! I was like, yeah, he tried to Ooh. fuck. He tried to fuck and, him up. And, and, and you see it on the floor when he was laid down. You saw the bruises on his ribs. Yeah. He took a lot of body shots to that left side. A lot of he body He started shots. slowing down, man. He started slowing down. Yeah. That body shot, when, when, when he exhaled, when he did that exhale on that one particular body shot, I was like, that was the moment when I knew. That's when I knew it was over. You're done. Yeah. Because after that, it was, I'm going to keep doing it. But now I'm going to go to the head and then to the body. And by the time I'm ready to really get you out of here, you're not going to even be, be, be ready because you done took so many body shots. Right. And now you're, now you're, now you're waiting on that. And it was just a wicked knockout, but salute to Amir, Amir Khan. It's a fight. I don't think he should have taken, Right. he had been out for what a year or some shit like that. Some shit we, like that. And then you went to go fight this fucking beast. Canelo a beast, man. Especially against guys like down. that, they that he know that he can, that he can punish and, and get out of there. So do, what do you think about his upcoming fight with B, uh, BJ Saunders? Oh man, this one, you know, the way I picture it in my head, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think I don't know what kind of BJ Saunders is going to come in there. Now. One, because when he was at one sixty against um, the Canadian, um, David Lemieux, David Lemieux. This dude had a lot of great movement, bro. You know, Billy just, uh, uh, you know, Billy just was making a miss. Fucking, remember he, he went like that, like, shit, where'd you go punch? Yeah. Made him hit the rope. And I was like, if that dude shows up, it might be a, a different night for Canelo. But I, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen that type of style now that he's up at 168. So I'm not sure... Well, he recently had that, recently had that fight against Martin Murray, which wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see, right? He's left-handed. We haven't seen Canelo fight a lefty since Laura. Lara. I think Laura. Yeah. So Laura okay. Trout, whichever one it was. Uh, it was. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know. It was Laura Trout, one of those two, and we haven't seen him fight a lefty since. And we'll see. We'll see how he's going to deal with it. How great has your boxing changed, right? How, I, how, I agree. I agree. You know, so if we'll see if the guy that fought David Lemieux shows up, he has a greater chance of, of yes, uh, of not just surviving, but looking good. But overall, and, and you, as you know, I like Canelo. I'm big on Canelo. I think because of the experience. He's just going to win. And not just the experience, but because of everything that comes with Canelo. Um, he, he's, he's a representative. They call him the representative of Mexico. Um, his style, 
he brings so much, the electricity and everything that he brings. It's a lot to overcome. And if BJ Saunders isn't going in there to really knock Canelo out, you're not gonna you're not gonna win that fight. And I'm yeah. saying that I'm saying that because if you look at the past history of fights, even with Danny Jacobs, right? It looked good, but you didn't win. Deontay Wilder got out outboxed against fucking Tyson Fury for the majority of the fight, eight rounds. To me, you 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 lost seven or eight rounds, and Tyson Fury. It was a decision based on the fact that it was a uh, fucking Deontay Wilder. Like, how did you even win? Two knockdowns. Okay, I give you two knockdowns. That's what four points. Show me other rounds that he won. Yeah, but you you gonna throw another round? That's still seven seven to five. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's just everything that comes with Canelo that you have to overcome. So you gotta knock him out. You gotta go in there, take it from the chin. You gotta you gotta beat you gotta beat him. And you gotta take gonna, it from him. If you're not gonna beat him that way, if you're not gonna knock him out, you have to embarrass him. You have to embarrass him. You have to. That's the only way to do it because you're not gonna get no. You're not gonna get 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 the belt from him any other way. And I'm not saying Billy Joe Sanders can't do it. I'm just saying it's fucking Canelo Saul Canelo Alvarez. And he got way more behind him than anybody else does. He got way more. Um, I just think Canelo's experience as well. He has too much. He has too much, man. Going into the ring, um, I think Lara was a, was a was a great champion when he was active, and Austin Trout was a was okay. But those are two fights. He has. The cachet to go back, well, not cachet. He has the experience for the fights to go back and look at his record and go, all right, I remember doing this and I remember doing that. You know fucking Eddie and Chepe are sitting there working on, like, yo, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to set them up. Yeah. It's stuff that yeah. Canelo was working on right now that he don't even know that he, that he working on to knock out uh, Billy Joe Saunders. You know what I noticed about uh, um, his trainer? I don't know. It's, it, uh, it's, not, it's not the older guy. Um, Eddie's Eddie, a younger Eddie, right? Eddie's a younger Eddie, guy. I don't know if uh sometimes they don't do a good time translating it, but man, this guy gives some great directions in the he's not just saying, hey, go fuck him up, you know, like he's saying, hey, watch, you know, faint with the right. He's actually giving them great instructions. Sometimes they don't come out well. I guess what I'm trying to say is this fucking Eddie is actually a pretty smart guy, you know? Like he's I can actually doing great things about how to get that win or what he's doing on, right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. some other trainers you see and they'll just be like, hey, just, you know, go in there, you know, man up, just go in there, you know? Yeah, throw nah, punches, yeah. just throw punches. Yeah. Exactly. No, I can and, tell, and I, I can tell, you know, I knew Eddie was, Eddie Reynoso was a good trainer. The second Golovkin fight, that's when I knew. Because it sounded to me like if you go back and you listen to that fight, uh, I don't, I don't remember who was translating. But he said in the fight, he said, easy, Canelo. You can't knock him out. You can't knock this guy out. When he was translating, he said, you can't knock him out. He's like, go back to boxing. Just box. He said, you're going to win a fight? He's like, don't worry about knocking him out. You can't knock him out. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. He told him the truth. Because Canelo was trying to Canelo was trying to fuck Golovkin up that second fight. Them body shots he was hitting him with. Remember that? As soon as it started? I'm right here in the middle, just like you call me out. Yeah. Just like yeah. you call me out. And, and, and Golovkin was backing up that whole fight. 
And you know, when you backing up, huh? No, I'm saying that 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 was a we had never seen Golovkin back up till then. Not like that. Not like that. Like you got stalked. You got yeah. stalked. You got pressure. You got pressure into doing stuff. By the little man. Yeah. A guy that's like five seven, five eight. Yeah. Which so, you so. know, Golovkin, man, just he just waited for him, bro. He never all, all the greats move up. He never moved up. He never moved up. Let's talk about it. Because I wanted him to fight Andre Ward and he didn't fight him. Nope. He didn't fight him. They didn't fight him. He stayed he in there. Him. You know, no. he collected all the belts, the mandatories. And then no, nah, I'm waiting for Canelo. Motherfucker Canelo's at one fucking fifty-four. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and not just the Canelo fight. Remember, he said, I'll fight Mayweather at 154. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. So, that so, when, yeah. when I knew that he wanted to take that fight, I was like, oh, oh, you're not serious about fighting guys that can actually give you a, a good go. You want to fight guys that are smaller than you guys that you know that you can whoop on. Look, at you took the Kell Brook fight. Yep, he took the Kell Brook fight. I forgot about that. Kell and Kell Brook was putting work on his ass too, bro. He was, but it was only a matter of time. Yeah. It was only broke a matter his of orbital time. bone. Broke yep. his orbital bone. Yep. And then Salute. Earl took over the other one too. Like, Salute to Kell Brook, man. God damn it, bro. Why didn't you just go back down on 147 and defend a title, man? Bro, shout yeah, definitely shout out to Special K. Damn it, man. He, he surprised me. I gotta give him all my props because I had. I did not even give him a chance against John Porter, bro. You did? I, I was like, I was like, no, nah, I don't. I, I at that time, Sean Porter was a. You got to remember this. Yeah, he was a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Man. And I figured, man, I don't think he's gonna be able to um be able to keep him away. But his strategy just canceled him out. Yeah. It was horrible for entertainment purposes, as but as a strategy, yeah. holding, stopping you. It worked out, and he was able to just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it was because he did a great. He did a, he did a great job of uh, boxing and holding. He did a great job of that. Man, that was I did not expect that. I was like, man, nah, Showtime's gonna come in there and put in that shit. Because and, and, and that was partially what I was thinking. I was like, damn, Sean is a fucking beast, man. Like you can't, you have to figure out ways to keep him off you. And when you look at it, you go, fuck. Kale is really holding his own. Like he boxing him. And then when Sean gets too close, he holds him, he holds him, and he and he waits for the rep to break him up, which was a good strategy, man. And it and it worked. But I just wish he was this is what I I, I really wanted from Kale Brook. And I and I'll mention it now since we're talking about it. What I wanted from Kale Brook was for him to come to the States. And we'll do workouts in the gyms here with the other elite fighters, not amateurs, but with other actual elite fighters. Go to a Mayweather gym. Go to all these other gyms. Go to a fucking what's my man name? Freddie Roach gym. Go to their gym, their gyms, and be around them and soak it up so you understand what it's like to be around these type of fighters. Because this is the elite level here. The majority of the elite fighters are here. This is right. the best place for you to get the experience. And he didn't do that. Of course, not because, you know, when you when you working with whoever you're working with and you become champion, you're going to do what you're going to do. Right. But I wish he would have got more of that work in 
so he would have had more of a feel of, of what it feels like to be a, a champion and be amongst the other elite fighters here. You know what I mean? But it would have been nice to just see that for him to go on a run. Cause who did he fight? Let's, let's look at, let's look him up because I don't think he fought too many people before he got in the ring with arrow. Right. Not elite. Uh, let's see. I remember the showtime after showtime. I don't know what he did with that belt where he defended it. I and I'm forgetting. It's been a minute. Um, after showtime. Okay, so here we go. All right. Sean Porter by majority decision. All right. Then he got some guy named Alnut Dan Iron that he knocked out. Then a, a fighter named Frankie Gavin, which I kind of remember. I remember a little bit of that. Yeah. And then Kevin Bizier or Bizier. Which he knocked out. Did he take the title back to the UK, right? Yeah, he went back to the UK okay. with it. And then he, instead of him fighting Errol, this when all the bullshit started happening because Errol was like, yo, that's my belt. I want my belt. And I'll even go to the UK to get that belt. All right. Then, yeah. Then he fights Golovkin and he gets TKO. And then he fight Errol, who had 20 fights or 21 fights at the time, and he gets KO'd. And then he goes and fights Sergey Rapchenko. And he knocked that guy out. And then he won against Michael Zarafa. And then Mark DeLuca. And then he lost to Terrence Crawford, of course. So Terrence he, didn't, Crawford. he didn't really fight nobody after that, bro. Mm-mm. He went back to England. He started, he started fighting all those guys. And he should have been testing his nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. He should have been testing his nuts. He came back and he goes back to the States after all that over the bones and goes up against Crawford. Man. Man did you, so did you have him, did you, I thought the fight was going to go longer than that. I'll say that. Me too. I thought that uh, Kel Broke was going to be the way bigger dude and he would be able to take, you know, some of the, some of Crawford's punishment. I thought he was going to be in there. He's like, this is going to be a long fight. Nope, I didn't see it like that at all, bro. I said so. This is this is what I said, and I, if I still have the messages between me and my buddy Jamie, I'll, I'll, I'm, I, I wish I could pull them up because there's so many much shit we be talking about. But I said nine or ten rounds. I said I said Crawford to get him out of nine or ten rounds. That was my prediction because I said early on with Kell Brook, he likes to establish his jab. He goes right away. He he sets his feet. He gets his jab going. He gets his head movement going, and he starts fucking you up with the jab. And he everything after that, he just works off the jab because that's how, that's how he sets up, at least to me. And I said, by the third or fourth round, I told my buddy Jamie, I said, Jamie, by the third or fourth round, Crawford, but we'll figure out that Kale Brook is an actual. He's a smart fighter, and he's fast. And he has good timing. And that's when Bud will start to dissect him. He'll turn left hand and he'll start to pick that shit apart. And by around nine or ten, he'll get him out of there. That's what I thought would happen. I wasn't expecting by the second, was it second or third round? Somewhere around there. This yep. motherfucker tries to time Bud, not realizing that Bud knows what you're getting ready to do and throws a hooking jab or some shit. <laughs> 
and fucking gets him out of there, man. I wasn't expecting that shit, bro. Yeah, man. That shit was a quick night, bro. Quick night. I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that to go that way, bro. Now, now that we mentioned Crawford, let's talk about Crawford. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, If it happens, it happens. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. But hey, bud, if you're listening, I'm one of your biggest fans. Um, I know a lot of shit get talked about you, but I think that you can fucking beat any one of these guys. All right. That's just me talking. Um, there are intangibles about Bud that people don't realize and they're not paying attention to. Um, he's he's more courageous and he he's, he has bigger balls than a lot of these guys do, the, does. That's why he ends up getting knocked down sometimes because his, he don't get no fuck, right? But if you're going to fight anybody, Bud, I understand why you would take the Pacquiao fight because of the whole clout and the payday and everything like that. I understand that. But the guy that you need to fight or you should fight is Sean Porter. That's a litmus test. That's a litmus test. At 147, that's a litmus test. Who else you going to fight? Sean Porter is the most willing participant in a fight. You know what I mean? And and if you can stand in a fight with Sean, then it lets me know that if Errol starts throwing that type of shit at you, you already know, you know what to do. It's a phenomenal barometer. Phenomenal. It oh. is. It is. But go ahead. What was you going to say? Because I just had to get that out the way real quick. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, just Terrence Crawford versus Earl. Just I'm just going to throw that out there. That's like my Marvin Hagler shit. Yes. I, if that would happen, bro. Shit. I might even travel for that, bro. <laughs> Let me know. I'll go with you, man. I'm going with you. We might both go then, yeah. Because man, I want to see that fight. But it, you know, if that's probably down the future. But if uh, if he gets the Pacquiao fight, it's great for him. Like you said, mentioned everything out there. Um, interesting. I'm interested to see how he'll deal with Pacquiao's fucking wild style. You know, I just it's it's interesting to see how a lot of you know a lot of boxers. You you just see how they. Some of them will just stand still, you know? This yeah. motherfucker's coming in here. Bah, 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 bah. Jumps back out. By the time you throw another one, he's on the right side throwing your right hand over you. And like, I would love to see how he responds to that. Because once I, he gets that, I think a lot of his his career moving forward, he's going to get bigger fights. Yeah, if, if he wins. And I'm not saying that because I don't think he can win. I'm only saying that because Bud has a I don't give a fuck attitude and he a renegade. So he will throw himself out there in a fight like that where where it's just all out and they and they just going for it but bud is a very smart fighter too i just think sometimes you you, you can tell like his balls come out you know he, he shows his balls more than he shows his uh thinking um you look at some of the fights where he get knocked down and you're like come on you let this dude do that let this guy you let this guy you know so anyway i just i just feel like a fight against pacquiao where I call him the octopus. Pacquiao's an octopus. And he's throwing eight punches all over the fucking place. <laughs> and then you're trying to throw yours. He's yep. gonna catch you. He's gonna catch you. He did it with uh he did it with Ricky Hatton. He did it with Miguel Cotto. He does it with all the fighters that try to throw punches with him instead of staying within themselves, staying composed and boxing. 
Because if you go back and you look at the Miguel Cotto fight, Cotto was winning early on because he was using his jab. Right, he, was, right. he was knocking Pacquiao head back with that jab. The moment he started trying to trade, he woke that, up a sleeping giant. That's when it went to shit. That's when it went to shit. And then Pacquiao, you saw Pacquiao smiling like, yeah, you you going to do it, huh? You going to commit? You going to commit to throwing punches? Gotcha. Cool. This Appreciate is what I want. That. This is what I want. He wants you to throw punches. Yeah, so... Um, I, I I think that's a good fight for Bud. It opens up the door to say that um, he can sell he can sell more tickets. Uh, he can beat champions, and it puts more on the table for him to fight against Earl. The only thing about going against Earl is that Earl is fighting all the champions, and he might end up taking this what this Ugas fight next for the WBA. So that would give him three out of four belts, which gives him the right to hold more power in any fight that they have coming up. But I do like Bud Crawford. I'm a, uh, I shouldn't even say a fan. I'm not a fan, but I, I'm supportive of him. I will probably put my money on him uh, for in, damn near any fight that he has. You know what I'm saying? So uh, even, yeah. even, if, even if it was against Earl, like I, I, I say it. Uh, we get, we got to throw a big shout out to Crawford, man. He gets a lot of hate on social media. Yeah. Which is like I said earlier in the podcast, the, Worst thing we should be doing, man. Should be supportive of everybody. Yeah. So these fucking fights can happen, you know? Yeah. Because it, it's it's it, it's such a it's a it's such a high risk to go in there and, and do that. Um my only knock on Bud is is the business side. You know, like why would you sound back with top rank? Everybody leaves top rank. Miguel left, Pacquiao left, Floyd left, and all their careers took off. After getting out the way of that shit, that shit yeah. show. They, they all became self-promoters, right? Yeah, yeah. Quota promotions, Manny Pacquiao promotions, yes, Floyd Mayweather promotions. Yep. Yes, sir. All, yeah. Have you noticed all the dudes that when they get there, they create their own? Yeah. You know? Yeah. They all um, create their own. And, and, and of course, Pacquiao and, and of course, Floyd definitely went and, and did a lot of business with Al Heyman. And Al Heyman put the, took their shit to another level. So as far as making money. Um, which is what the majority of these guys want. But I just think that in a situation where if it's Bud, I would love to see him fight Pacquiao. But the fight that would, to me, if it's not going to be Pacquiao, the fight that would really test his nuts and see where as far as um, where he stands in the 147 division, 147 division, of the welterweight would be against Showtime Sean Porter. I want. I want to see that fight. I think I that's a fight it. that should be made. I'm down for that one. Yes, Definitely. I. I think uh, if you can somehow figure out how to keep Sean off you and and make his ass box, uh, or hit him with a shot that makes him sit back and go, "Yo, let me chill the fuck out before he fucking hurt me." Everybody and, and, will know. And you know what, too, if he does take that fight, and let's say he goes against Sharp Porter, and he. He actually dismantles Sean Porter. Just let's just assume it's all assumptions, right? You know how much how much pressure is gonna go on Earl now? Like he's gonna have to start like, oh shit, well he took him out, I didn't, and then, now everybody's gonna be on him. You know, it's because right now everything's more on you know on Bud right now. Yes, everything is on. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but that this is the 
and, and again, like we talked about, there's a dark side of fucking boxing. Bro. It's the shitty boxing. side of it. Yeah. The bad thing, man. That's the it's bad a shitty thing about side of it. Game. You know, fucking. I wish. I wish they were all ranked. I wish I was just one belt. You know. That's what I would love if it was a, either one belt or or two belts, and and get rid of the rest of that shit. Because the rest of these belts, that's what that's the other part that's causing all this confusion. Everybody got a belt. Everybody got a belt. Everybody I mean, got a belt. So, like for example, um, since we're on, on this uh, topic, for like Ugas and Earl, right? So Pacquiao had had the lineal title that he took from Keith Thurman, which is called the Super Title. So now that Pacquiao somehow didn't he got he removed now ugas became the champion of that title correct which is strange to me because it's like how are you going to give him a lineal title when he didn't fight for the title that's the other part right so <laughs> so you're so you're basically saying we're going to give you the title or we're going to offer it up but at the same time we're probably going to throw arrow spence in front of you and tell you this is a guy that you got to fight and then that confuses everybody, bro. Everybody yeah. gets confused because you didn't because you didn't really fight for it. You were just elevated to. And it's just so crazy the way that these organizations are doing it. I just wish it was just one or two belts, man, so we could eliminate all this, all this bullshit, all this filler. Yeah, like it's 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 it's, it's 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 blocking up the lane. Like people can't people can't enjoy the sport like they want to. You got super champion. You got welterweight diamond champion. You got platinum champion. You got all these crazy titles that we don't need, man. It just needs to be one or two belts, the world the world title and an international title or whatever it is. And that's it. That way we get to undisputed very quick. And it goes back to being king of the hill. That way we know who's the best fighter at all times. You look at the list, the number one guy is a number one guy. Or well, the champion is a champion. And then one through five, he has to go through all those guys whenever whenever they uh whenever they figure out the schedule of exactly them. however and then we'll we would never be talking about oh they should fight him or he should yeah, fight that we wouldn't have to because they would be next in line hey you're mandatory yeah you, know, you gotta take next it. in line whether we want it or not and but now uh, that you got four or five belts out here every every belt has a ranking for a different fight man it's just it's so it's the, frustrating man like like uh remember um what was that one fight me you were uh, were uh watching and we were texting back and forth uh raleigh romero remember they gave him a w meaning like what belt was that they the shit don't make sense yeah the shit don't make sense and it's like y'all giving him a title for what for for debut yeah for for being third like we that's what that's what we do yeah exactly giving people titles for being third that that made no sense it doesn't, and it's again, it's clogging up the lane, and it's making. And, and on top of that, you giving these guys belts just so you, so they can pay fees. So you making it a hustle instead of making it about the fucking sport. Like everybody just wants to be, everybody want to claim money. Like, come on, man, let's get the best fighters fighting. That's what made boxing what it was. That's what Howard Cosell wanted. That's why boxing was on TV, regular fucking TV at one point, Channel fucking Seven, ABC. Because Howard Cosell was like, I want boxing to be known worldwide. I want people to see the best fighters fighting or the best up-and-coming fighters fighting at all times. That way, when we get to the final of finding out who's the best fighter, we know because we've seen them. You know how you know you knew they were big when these motherfuckers were coming out in Pepsi commercials? Yeah. You know? 
they, they were known nationally, right? Like that. Yeah. Obviously, the business model change, pay-per-view comes into play, um, promotion, networks, and it's just a clusterfuck of shit that just, it takes, I don't know how much to make a certain fight, and I want this, no, I want that. And, uh, yeah, th- this is the dark side of it, man. That we go into a, we go into a, a black hole pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, I think it should be a union, too, man. I think there should be a union. Ooh, I think there should you be go. a union because if you got a union, a governing body, uh, making sure that random piss tests are happening at all times, True. you know what I'm saying, to make sure that the fighters are are following following the code. And if any fighter has a fight coming up within three months, then the tests really kick in. You know what I mean? So you definitely making sure that the guys are uh, they, they 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 piss and clean. So that would that it would it would it would keep some of this shit out the way, you know. And then you have someone to govern. Hey, hey, there's four belts, or there's only going to be two belts, and we're not going to worry about no super champion. There's only going to be one champion, and there's just going to be rankings for every other for every uh, fighter after that for the belt. So it, it, they need to do a, they need to do that so they can nip this shit in the bud. Um, Fighters are making really good money now. I don't really know what they're making, but I feel like they're making really good money now. So a percentage of their purse should be allocated to this. So they 1% of each fight, you know what I mean? Like that way we make sure. Do you think that there may be, and this is maybe we could segue into this. This is a more into detail, right? Like you mentioned, a lot of fighters are making great money, really good money, right? Do you think that also affects their hunger? Early on, like, why should I risk fighting that guy when I could fight this guy for five mil? Why but it, but it's, a, it's already happening, you know. Right, it's already right. happening. So right, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I agree. I believe it. I believe it is happening. Um, but that's where the, the whole ducking comes in, right? Right. Why would I fight that guy for the same money I can fight this so-called tomato can? Right. Exactly. And, and to to speak on it, Avni Yodiram, whatever his name is, Canelo fought him instead of fighting David Benavidez. There you David, go. David Benavidez was ranked number one. You fought Avni, who was ranked number two or three. Like, why wouldn't you take? Why didn't you take that fight? That would have been an awesome fight, man. You know how I many fucking tickets you would have sold, bro? They could have sold out the fucking Dallas Cowboys Stadium with him and uh with Canelo and Benavidez fighting. Listen, and let me say this. I would have went to that fight. You're like, I'm right there. Shit. I'd have been right there. You'd be in there right there. I'd have been right there with eight masks on. Just trying to sit down. uh, Ringside. (laughs) Whole face would have been covered up, bro. Just so I could sit there and watch that fight. You fucking crazy? Mm -hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't I go to that fight? Yeah, Yeah, dude, you're going to be running into everybody. Everybody was there, right? Everybody was there. Exactly. You go there and all of them were there. Okay. Everybody would have been there because everybody knows David can bang. And everybody mm. knows that Canelo is a top draw. And he can fight too. Like, who wouldn't want to see that? Why wouldn't you? I would have been there. That, I'm like, yo, I would have been like, Cesar, we, I don't give a fuck if we got to drive. You know, bro. It's, it's fucked up, bro, because, damn. And, and that's the one thing that, uh, even though he's mentioned it, um, David Benavidez, but damn, that's the thing, man. Fuck, if he would have just came in wait that one day, bro, that one fight, it it might have been. It could have been. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Nope. We would have been driving down to Florida, 
Yeah, or Dallas. Or Dallas. But but here's the other thing though. Because we don't know, like this is the current future. We don't know what's going on in any other universe, and we can't go to the past. So, had David been on weight and kept the WBC title, would Canelo have actually fought him? That's a big question. Would he? Would he have fought him first, or would he have went for Billy Joe or Caleb Plant or Plant and then Benavides? How would we know? We don't, right? We don't know. know. Or would he have petitioned for a fight against some other guy we never would have heard of? Right? And I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a shitty person, but again, I like Canelo. At 154, when you were at 154, you fought Liam Smith. How come you didn't fight Jermail Charlo? Yeah, that was his mandatory. That was a mandatory. You dropped the belt and you left. At 160, you're supposed to fight Jamal Charlo. That was a mandatory. You got out the way of that one. You and Golovkin. You got out the way of that one. So against David Benavides. And then I don't know if that's true. Did he 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 did come out and say that he didn't want to fight any Mexican fighters? Man, that's what they say. Like I haven't really looked it up. That's so stupid of me. That was the, the weirdest, stupidest shit that I had heard. I want to know why. Or I want to see if I could find a clip. And did they mistranslate it? Uh, was it translated? Or did he speak in English? No, I think that's just like him just saying it. That's I, have to put, I, think I, have to, I don't, I have to I don't understand it. it. So, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it was weird to me to hear some shit like that. Like, hey, man, you fought Alfredo Angulo. That was oh, a yeah. Mexican fighter. That's true. That's true. You have fought. You have fought Mexican fighters, or are you saying you don't want to fight the top Mexican fighters? Is that what you're trying to say? He fought Chavez Junior. too. Yeah, and country. didn't he, and didn't take a seat that fight. He, he mostly fought standing up. Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, That's in true. between rounds, he wouldn't. He wouldn't sit down. He took it like a sparring match. Yeah, just to just to pretty much fuck with him. And, Chavez and, Jr., bro, what a fucking waste. Yeah. Sorry, I had to say that because uh, it, it kind of is a truth because it looked like he had some of what, what Pops had, but he just didn't deliver. It, it's that hunger, bro. He didn't grow up like his dad. Yeah. Oof. Oof. You know, his dad provided everything. There was no, you know, as his dad should have, but there was no that. You know, what makes you get that drive? This motherfucker stopped fighting Jacobs and said, there's blood. I'm, I'm drinking blood. I can't fight. My nose is broke. Like what? Yeah, and then when they show his dad, his dad got his head down like this. <laughs> See, you're like, what the what? fuck? Yeah, like, what did I, what is wrong with him? And then the, the, the part that bothered me about it, like, I don't know what, so, and I love Nacho Bitterstein because I think he's a really great trainer, but what game plan was that where you were going to come into the ring and just get beat up? Yeah, I didn't understand that. I did not understand that. He wouldn't even let his hands go. No. I didn't get it. When you're the bigger fighter like that, you're usually supposed to jab, jab, faint, jab, jab. 
And I could see Nacho tell him that, hey, we're going to use your height and the distance between you guys to win the fight. And if he steps in, we're going to make him pay. Anytime he tries to step in, we're going to make him pay. But we're going to jab. He didn't do nothing, man. He shelled up the majority of the fight. <laughs> like, oh. Hey, do you think he was partying the night before the fight? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Remember that one video after his other fight? That one video where he got robbed? Yes, he got robbed. Remember that? Yeah. In Vegas, they, they recorded his ass. He had like all these, he's laying down in bed and all these girls were rubbing him and shit. They robbed his ass. Jesus. Like, what are you doing? Bro, your wife is like three floors above this suite. What are you that, doing? That's so disrespectful, man. That's like, so disrespectful. I'm telling you, bro, that kid is something else. Now, now he's uh he's going up against his exhibition fight against Anderson the Spider Silva. Is that who it is? Mm-hmm. Exhibition fight. I I don't know if it's headgear involved or what, but it needs man. to be. It needs to be. The spider, man. That's one of my favorite MMA fighters, bro. Yeah. I love I love, I love him. I love Nate Diaz. I know I love the Diaz brothers and uh, Leoto Machida and all those guys, man. Anthony Rumble Johnson, uh, Demetrius Johnson, uh, Henry Cejudo. I love all those guys, man. Steve yeah. Miocic, all those fucking guys. All them dudes, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder why. Well, I guess he's always wanted a box. Anderson the Spider. Mm-hmm. He always wanted a box. Um, he has like two or three, I believe. Boxing matches in Brazil. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were officially or, or their official record, but I don't know. Maybe this that, is that's how he got the name the spider. He took it after uh, Muhammad Ali, float like a butterfly, oh, sting okay. like a bee. So he named himself the spider. I see. Look yeah. at that. I guess he's just he just always want it's probably on his bucket list or some shit, right? You say, oh, I just want to fight somebody, you know? Yeah, and make some good money for it. Do, do, were they exhibitions or were they actual matches? Was it was it pro? That, that that's what I don't know. In Brazil, I don't know what they were. Um, I don't know if he had headgear. I thought I, I swear I thought I saw somewhere he he did have some, but I don't know. Um, you're looking it up. Yes. Yeah. He went one and one. Okay. He he had one fight, one loss. Uh, it looks like it's RTD, which means it was a referee stoppage. And then he knocked out the guy, Julio, Julio Cesar de Jesus. And he lost to Usmar Luis Teixeira. Wow. So many years in between. So the first fight he lost in 98. And then he won the other fight in 2005. Damn. Yeah. I believe he even he even ended up like, I don't know how long, but he ended up doing a little bit of training with Freddie Roach. Or oh, he, he or I don't know if he trained with Freddie Roach, or he just went to go spar in that gym, you know? Yeah. I, I, he just loves boxing, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. why, why he's doing it. But speaking of Travis Jr., man, that, I don't know what the fuck that kid's up to. I don't know, man. Um, shit, I think. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I just, I thought I thought I saw something. I thought he was I thought he was gonna make a run at something, but apparently not. Apparently he just don't have it. Apparently he just don't have it. it in him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he got it. I don't. I don't know. Nah, he had some care. talent. He just don't want to work for it, bro. He 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 he. It took him a while before he came alive against uh, uh Maravilla. Who? It took him a I while was, before. Yeah. My guy, I was at that fight. Get out of here. Yes, in Vegas. Wow. You I went dirty to that bastard. fight. His Maravilla was I was a fan of him, bro. Yeah, you I know? was too. And then I'm like, man, I'm gonna go. Um, I'll never forget it, bro. I was like the one Mexican with the Argentinians and shit celebrated with him. Get you out know? of here. <laughs> wow. It was a phenomenal fight, man. Um, that 12 round. I was like, what's happening here? Holy shit, he, he's going to pull it off like his dad, you know? Hey, have you noticed that out of all of the fighters from Argentina, Maravilla is the only one who didn't have, like, knockout power? And now I can't say not he didn't have knockout power, but he didn't knock out the majority of his opponents. Think yeah, about it. sounds about right, though. Marcos Maidana, all those guys. Maravilla's greatest knockout was against... Um, in Punisher. the rematch, yes. The Punisher, Paul Williams. Um, Paul Williams. Shout out to Paul Williams, man. Yes, sir. Um, he, it sounded like a gunshot. I'll never forget it, watching it on HBO. It was so loud, bro. When he ducked in and had that right hand come in, and Paul Williams came in with his body as well, boom. I was like, holy shit. Maravilla's record. Maravilla's record is 53 wins, 30 knockouts, three losses, and two draws. That is not a bad record at all, man. Not a bad record at all, man. It's just his knee, bro. His knee just fucking gave him out. And I'll tell you what, though, man. When he fought Miguel Cotto. That hurt my heart. Bro. That hurt my heart. Yo, I was at the Ogden for that fight. Really? I was at the Ogden right there. And, uh, man, I, I, you know, I, I was like, nah, man. Y'all going to see what's going to happen. Maravilla's going to smoke this little boy, you know? I'm like, Miguel Cotto ain't got shit. Yeah, got that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Man, as soon as he got dropped, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's I'm like, it's all right. I'm telling you, know, oh, my God. Oh, it's all right, man. <laughs> He's going to pull it out, you know? I'm like chugging the beer, chilling, goddamn, you know? And um, all of a sudden, again, and again, and I'm just like, what's happening? What the fuck? Bro, his, his corner was like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. What, what should we do? Like, I'm going to stop the fight. I'm going to stop the fight. Man. And he just stood there, bro, like, like shit, my legs don't work. Yeah. I knew it was bad. After the second, the set after the second knockdown, that's when I knew it was bad. Because when, remember when he got up, his legs were like all they were like al dente. They were just like real rubber, yeah, like real noodle. He had noodle legs. That that was a uh, was that for the one sixty, right? Yeah, I think so. One the ones, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the one sixty lineal title. Yeah, that Cotto took from him. 
World Boxing yeah. Council World Middle Middleweight World yeah. Middleweight Title. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he. Holy uh, smokes, bro. Yeah, because I had, I was like, yo, he is gonna fucking smoke Cotto. I'm like, Cotto don't fucking move. No. Like, he's gonna get boxed. And if Cotto comes for it too fast, he's gonna get fucked up and may get knocked out. And then the other part that I knew I was, when I knew it was over was when his, his fucking trunks was all like damn off his ass. I'm like, oh, he is fucked up. <laughs> he having a hard night, man. This is bad. Stop the fight. Gosh, Stop man, the that fight. fight, bro. That fight broke my heart, man. You and me both, my brother, because I, I was so upset. I'm like, damn, man, I, I placed like a $200 bet on this guy. <laughs> oh, shit. If I, anything, I had to go in the distance and I had him, uh, I had him fucking Miguel Cotto face up. Like, I was too. like, oh, he's like, he gonna, he gonna beat Miguel Cotto into submission. Miguel gonna face gonna be all fucked up and he gonna go home and, and be good. But I didn't expect Miguel Cotto, his left hook, to be that fucking effective, man. I Damn, was not he, expecting that. He had just got with Freddie, right? At that time? I think so, yeah. Okay. Because he yeah. had be like Delvin Rodriguez. But that was the other thing. Like the people that Miguel had beat weren't like, and when nobody he was like, oh, okay, yeah. He beat Austin Trout for the super welterweight. No, he lost to Austin Trout for the welterweight. Yeah. Then he beat Delvin Rodriguez. Then he beat Sergio for the middleweight. Then yep. he fought Daniel Gill, which he TKO'd. I remember then, that fight. Yeah, and then Saul Canelo Alvarez. Came you, you know why I remember that fight? Because Triple G was coming up right then, and people started calling Cotto a duck because he wouldn't fight Triple G, if yeah, but, I remember correctly. But Cotto was too small. He wasn't going to be able to stand there and take that. If I'm being honest, if we're being honest about boxing, he wasn't going to be able to stand there in front of Triple G and take that type of whipping. He just wasn't. Cotto wouldn't be able to take that. I don't. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. No, nah, me neither. I just don't see a situation where you tell me Miguel Cotto can stand in front of Gennady Golovkin, unless he somehow was able to get that right hook off. I mean, not the right left hook off. <sighs> But the only problem with Cotto was that right his right hand was never like, you know, like a a a a, a, a solid punch. Right. His greatest his greatest uh, moments were down at one forty, body shots. Yeah. Oh, he best. was he was he was wicked at one forty. He was mm -hmm. wicked at one forty. Fucking Miguel Cotto, man. Did yeah, I think he should, I think he, I think he should have had a switch of trainer early on when he when he had like his dad training or some shit like that. That's when it should have yeah. happened. Yeah, it was something, and he had like a big fallout. Yeah, with, because uh, the, the, you could hear him in, in between the rounds. Anytime I hear someone telling him, "You got to throw your hands," "You got to throw your hands," you're not a good trainer. I automatically, know you're not a good trainer. You got you got to throw your hands. You got to do you got to do eh, 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 and you got to. Uh. Anytime I start hearing, I'm like, "Oh shit, you in trouble, bro. You in trouble. You in trouble." Anytime, anytime you're not when your guy is hurt. And you're not giving him proper instructions. And you're not telling him to box when a, when a round starts. Or you're not telling him to hold or faint and nothing like that. I'll go, uh oh, this guy might be in some trouble. This may not be good. This may so not be good. Me. Yeah. So um, I think he should have got with a, 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 a more solid trainer when he was early on. Right. Early on after his split with the. 
with the Evangelista, if I believe that's yeah, whoever it was, he should he should have went and got with Freddie Freddie at that point in time. But you can't blame him for not being with Freddie because Freddie had a uh, Pacquiao. Okay. Pacquiao Pacquiao was his main guy, and then he had Provodnikov running up and uh, Ooh, running up behind. Remember that. Provanica gave us some good fights, man. Yeah, and from what I heard about them in training, they they told uh um I think he told Pacquiao to lead a gym or to get out the ring because he was uh fucking Provanikov up when they were sparring. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah. They said he um they said Pacquiao got hit, and from there it went from sparring to him. You know what I'm saying? Trying to show him like, yo, you don't, you do, you don't touch me like that. And they say he, he, they say he was fucking, uh, he fucked up a uh, providing a couple, a couple times. <laughs> fucking providing a couple. Yeah. Yo, that fight with Tim Bradley, huh? What a wicked fight, man. They say Tim Bradley couldn't talk straight for like six months. He had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. Yeah, apparently, something like that. He had to go see all these specialists for his concussion that wouldn't go away. He didn't go down. That was the problem. He should have. He should have at least took a knee at some goddamn point because he was getting <laughs> fucked up. Remember that one round when he was just against the rope? That motherfucker was just throwing. <laughs> Man, what the <laughs> fuck? Man, providing off was teeing off on him. Tim Bradley was against the rope. Just, just... <laughs> I'm not going down. Man, I would have took a knee, bro. I'm and I'm being honest, I would have just took a knee. Or oh, I would have held him. Like yo, stay like, yo, 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 hold your ass up, bro. Fuck this. You yo, you tripping. You are tripping, bro. Straight up. I would have, I would have held his ass up and then put all my weight down on him. Like, yo, you tripping. <laughs> you yeah. are tripping. Slow the fuck down, man. I'm down with shit. And then he won that fight, didn't he? Tim, Tim, Tim won. Tim Bradley edged it out, man. He edged it out. I don't see how. <laughs> I don't see how. Yo, bro, he holy shit, that fight was crazy. Yeah. I think I think he was uh I think it was all what muscle reflex at that point. Cause Tim Tim Bradley at some points in doing that fight, he didn't even look like he was there. It looked like he was just in survival mode, like like his second nature just kicked in to fight. And he was just there. I'm gonna go back and watch it tonight. Matter of fact, as soon as we get done with this shit, I'm gonna watch that. Cause I, I was just like, how did he win that fight? Hey, hey yo, that's a good one to watch too, man. You, you know what? Uh, that's a painful fight to watch. Ooh, that's painful to watch to me. You want to know a, a fight to watch that? I don't think people realize how brutal one man wall Marquez can be when he fought Robbie Peden. Did you that ever see that familiar. fight? That sounds so familiar, bro. Is this when, uh, wait. Yo, is this when this dude was like in the corner puking his guts out? Yes, that fight. I remember that shit was crazy. Yeah, he was in the corner. Bruh, bruh, and they were like, and, we're going to stop the fight. We're going to stop the fight. The, bucket, the, the, the dude, like he's holding the bucket. And this guy's blood, man. All blood. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And for those who don't understand what we're talking about, this is what I mean when I say that one man, Will Marquez, <sighs> is a counter puncher. He's not, he, to me, he wasn't the typical Mexican fighter. Like he would be right in front of you, but he counter punched. 
and he was a great counter punch. I think to me, one man, one man, Will Marquez might have had every punch, bro. He might have, he might have had every punch. There wasn't no punch. He had an uppercut. He had a left hook. He had a jab. He had all that shit. He had all of it. It was just that when he fought Robbie Peden, I don't even think Robbie Peden knew that that's that was a type of ass whooping he was gonna get. And he yeah. was in that he was in that throwing up. He was throwing up green and red. Ugh. I remember that shit, bro. I remember that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, holy! It was like, and it was like, yo, we gonna stop the fight. I was like, please, please stop the fight. He done. That that was it. He that done. was it, bro. Dude, that that fucking fight, man. I forgot all about that. Man. I didn't. I, I I won't. I don't think I'll ever forget that fight because I remember sitting here watching it. Not here, but just sitting right. at home um, when that fight was happening, and I was like, "Wow, he beat that man until he until he started vomiting because he was fucking yeah. dude up too." He was. He was. He was fucking dude was up. All fucked up, bro. Fucking. I remember that shit. His trainer even looked at the bucket like, "Holy shit, this ain't normal." Yeah. Like, fuck that. We're done. We're done. Like, yeah, one man, one, one man, Will Marquez, man. Salute to him. That was a bad motherfucker, man. Four Pacquiao fights. Um, the May, the Mayweather fight. The Bull, was it Baby, uh, David, Baby Bull Diaz fight? I think that was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, he, man, man, he got some great fights on his record, man. That's right. He got some great fights under his belt. He was and he was always one of my favorites too of all time. Of you all had him time. up there right away, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How do you how do you not have a guy like that? You know what I'm saying? Who fought against Barrera and then went up and weight and everything like that. The dude was awesome, man. He had a very dope skill set. And Nacho, that's when Nacho was told him, like, yo, I think one fight he told him, we don't go for knockouts. We let fighters make mistakes and then we and then we take them apart. He said, you don't go for no knockout. We're not here to go for knockouts. He said, let the knockout come to you. The guy will give you the knockout. And then he went back out to the next round and he bounced around. And he stood in front of the guy and he whap, 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 whap. And the guy, I forgot what fight it was, but the guy was trying his best. And, and Juan Manuel just picked him apart. And he came back to the ring. He's like, see? See? <laughs> I told you. Right, right, right. Bro, he even fought Timothy Bradley. Yes, that was another good fight. Yeah, but he was he was older by that time. Mm-hmm. He was older by that time. Man, Timothy Bradley, that guy. That's that was a warrior, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, man. He was a uh, shit. He just before he fought Manny, he had a yeah beat a lot of good opponents back then as he was coming up. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I always thought that he was an okay fighter. I, I never saw anything, and it, salute to Tim Bradley because I don't want to take nothing away, but I just never saw nothing nothing special about him, you know. I always kept saying, like, hey, if the right guy in front of him will make him look average at best, but, and it's hmm. not to say anything bad, but it's just I wasn't, I never thought much of him, especially after Pacquiao lost that first fight and he shouldn't have. yeah. Remember I told you the post fight? Oh yeah, I and I didn't know that until you told me that he had two broke he was fighting on two broke ankles against Manny. Yep. I didn't even know that. He broke his ankles in the fight. Manny made him break his ankles, bro, literally. 
That's my crazy. Man, my man won a fight in a wheelchair. Coming out, scrolling him out in a wheelchair, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, he fought Robbie Peden at Featherweight. That's crazy. He fought Derek Gaynor. He fought Freddie Norwood. Oh, he lost to Freddie Norwood. He fought Agavito Sanchez. Man, he got some some real live guys on his record, man. Who, whose record are you looking at right now? I'm looking at Juan Manuel. Oh, okay, okay. Marquez. Juama. Juan Manuel Marquez. Now he's just a ESPN analyst in, uh, in Mexico. Yeah. yeah, which is good for him. Mm-hmm. He's a great analyst, too, by the way. Shit. Damn, he fought Orlando Salido. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even remember that. Man, Marco, Orlando Salido. Yeah, he fought Marco Antonio Barrera. Marco Antonio Barrera was 63 and 4 when he fought. When he fought. Damn. He fought Rocky Juarez. Damn, he fought uh, Yo Casamayor. I remember yet. He fought one baby boy Diaz. TKO'd him in the first fight. Now I got some fights I need to watch now. And then a unanimous unanimous decision in the second fight. Then he fought another Pacquiao. Oh, so he fought Mike Alvarado, and that was it for him. 2014. I was taught to move. Fucking hit. You got crazy ass Bam Bam shit. Who was loving that shit? He's like, hell yeah, bro. I love you. He lost the first fight, right? Yep. Then he won the rematch and then the rubber, the the trilogy. It was a crazy ass fan. That's a great fight, bro. Yeah, we need more. We need more good fights like these, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we need more light shit on boxing, you know? And I think the best guy to do it is Al Heyman because he has like a stable full of like what 250 fighters or something. It wouldn't hurt him, you know. I well, I don't know how it goes because I'm not involved, but I think it would be dope if he did like a card two or three weeks from now when there's no fights coming up, you know, and he has something set where these guys could showcase uh on a Saturday or on a Friday night, you know, go back to like what is it? Friday night fights, uh, fights at the dark on HBO, or whatever it was. Like, go back to that. Do do shit Friday like night that. The dark Friday nights. Yep. Friday night the dark Friday nights. Yeah, bring so, these fights back, man. It's, it, it's probably harder, bro, because you know, being a well, at least I think it'll be harder on Fox, right? Because you know they got the heavy schedule. It's harder. The the dates you gotta lock, they gotta be marquee fights. You know, I don't think so. I don't, you think, don't think so. Be, no, 
I, I would assume Fox would want to approve certain fights on the network. Like, hey, I won't bring ratings because I'm all about ratings, you know? But if you think about if they put on a, a good car, car, excuse me, where you had three fights, that would probably take up what, maybe two hours or maybe an hour and a half. You put on three th- three fights and it's like the lower weight class and two, two lower weight classes and one higher weight class. And it don't necessarily have to be the marquee guys, but it's the up and coming guys that they know are going to do well. And you're showcasing them as, hey, this is the next crop of talent that we have coming up. Like if it, like, let's say if it was, um, not to say that he has this guy, but let's say if it was Virgil Ortiz, right? And you didn't necessarily have to make him a pay-per-view fighter. You could put him on a Fox or a F was his Fox FS1. Sports one. Yeah, one of those FS1 or something like that, or a CBS or something on a I mean, night. You got, you got Showbox Next Generation. Yeah, but everybody don't have Showbox. You see what I'm saying? So if you oh, put it on, on network television, and now when that guy does have an upcoming fight, they know to go and get the pay per view for Showtime or Showbox. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. At the beginning, at the beginning, he, he had Fox, FS1, Spike TV. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, he had a lot of channels, bro. I was so excited. I was too. I was too. And the guy leading the way that everybody keep trying to shit on was Keith Thurman. Remember? Oh, Keith man. Keith Thurman was the... The prime dude. That was the front runner, right? He was the one putting up all of... All of him, and, him and Sean Porter, right? They were, they, they were holding They were holding everything, bro. They were, yep. they were the, yep. they were the those, ship, you know? Those were the main guys. And that's why I still... I see why there isn't a lot of bad talk or negative talk about Keith Thurman or Sean Porter still because they had given so much to the company and building, helping build P, uh, PBC. Keith Thurman came out. I got an old name, afraid to let it go. He fought Robert Guerrero and all these different guys. And he was the main the main guy. Yeah. So it's only it, right. Know, it's only right it's that he a, gets treated well. It, it's a shame that Floyd didn't give him a chance, bro. Keith. Do you really think he had a chance against Floyd? In no, all seriousness? But I, just, but I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to see it. Okay. Because Keith was calling him out since um, just be, towards the end of his uh, showtime contract, Keith was oh. always vocal. Like I'm right here, bro. I'm your, I'm the next dude. You know? I I was hoping that f- that would have been Floyd's last fight or one of his last fights. Also, Amir Khan was also calling him out too at that time. So you had two of those guys, you know, calling him out. You know that that I kind of wanted to see too, just to. Just I to think see Amir it. Khan would have gave him more trouble. That that hand speed of his, right? Yeah, I think Amir Khan would have gave him a lot more trouble than anybody else would have. That, 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 but yeah, man, fucking Keith Thurman held that thing, man. First popped off, he he was their main guy. Yeah, he was. It's he was sad that guy. his uh, his uh, injuries and you know he hasn't fought in two years, bro. Yeah, I think part of that's just him not you know him not seeing no reason to fight or whatever, or trying to get yeah. the best fight or whatever it is, but. I think where he may have, and speculation on my part, because I don't know, where he may have shot himself in the foot um, trying to get the big money with the Pacquiao fight and then losing. I didn't think he was going to lose. I'll be honest with you. When I first signed off, I didn't think. I'm like, man, I'm like, he's too young, too, too, 
great footwork, but look what happened. I'm like, I'm like, man, he's a little bit old. I'm like, he can't, man. The the reason why I kind of I so I think I had originally said the fight was going to be 50 50, um, but I would lean toward Keith, but I knew it was I, I kind of figured like Manny would pull it out just because. None of these motherfuckers have ever seen anything like Manny Pacquiao, ever, ever. That's true. I, I, all of them get in the ring, and they go through the same shit. Yo, he throws punches from different angles. He, he never stops throwing. He don't get tired. All that different type of stuff that you hear about Pacquiao. So I was always leery about that fight. Um, and then you saw him get knocked down, what, in the first or second round? And you go, oh, shit, here we go. Hey, here we go. Like oh shit, all he, he over got up. Yeah, he got up, cleaned himself off, and, and he made it a close fight. He did until he got hit with that wicked ass body shot, and he he wanted to it, it, spit his mouthpiece out and run out the ring. Looked like he was trying, like yo, get me out of here. But um, <laughs> yeah, but Pacquiao is just different, man. I'm never gonna take nothing away from. Him. And here, this was what I was saying about Bud Crawford. That Bud Crawford did get that fight. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this earlier. I feel like if Bud do get the fight and Bud wins by KO or he embarrasses Pacquiao, they're going to say you fought a 42-year-old fighter. You fought a 40-year-old guy. He's over. He's in his 40s. Is he over the hill? I that's feel like that's awesome, what, man. Yeah, I feel Isn't like that's that what sad? they'll do. I feel like yeah, that's what they, they'll do. Just to take the credit away. They always do that, bro. There's so many fucking trolls. Any win you get, it's too old, too slow. Yeah. He's coming off an injury. He is something. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he just fucking destroys Pacquiao, oh, you just you just beat up an old man. Yeah. Oh, he he was past his prime. He had too many wars, and that it, we have to be aware of that because that's the type of shit they would do. But the other thing about it is, is that when you look at Bud resume at one forty seven. You know, you kind of go, yo, he really didn't fight nobody, but nobody want to fight him. Yep. When he when he offered the fight to uh, Mikey Garcia, not no, you heard nothing. When he, they offered the fight to Danny Garcia, we heard nothing. We asked Keith Thurman to fight. Keith Thurman said he was uh, hurt, and then a whole issue with him and Errol Spence been going back and forth. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And at first he wouldn't fight Sean Porter because they were friends. And now there are some talks of them being able to resolve the issue and, and, and get the fight going. So we'll find out what happens with that. But how many people actually wanted to fight uh, Terrence Crawford? Not too many. We got to, we got to see that. And, and this is why, like, I hate having questions for these type of boxers, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Great spot, you know? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. It should have been like, hey, um, let's make this a pay-per-view fight or whatever. You get this much, I get this percentage, and we go home happy. You know? And then even with Keith Thurman, Keith Thurman turned around and said, I want 10 million to fight Crawford. Remember that? Not too long ago he was saying that. Then he said, Well, you don't have to pay me the whole 10 million, but make it worth my while if I'm gonna fight a top fighter. And I totally get that. Like, but that's Bob Arum's job as a fucking promoter. Get that man, get that man three to five million dollars. Make it worth his while. Yeah. They did a it's shitty, they did a shitty job of promoting, but 
they did a real shitty job of making sure that they took they, that they actually took care of Bud Crawford, man. And it, and it sucks because this guy, this guy's a very good fighter, and we haven't seen him at his best because of all this other bullshit that's been in the way. Yeah. Totally agree, man. We shouldn't be. Yeah. He should be already. He should have already mixed it up with all these dudes. All of them. Like if 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 Arrow can get him because he's on that side of the street, he should have been able to fight those guys before uh, Arrow even had him. Yeah. Arrow was out for a whole fucking year. Y'all mean to tell me that couldn't none of y'all stand in front of that man and take that fight? And then again, it goes back to fucking Bob Arrow. I'm like, yo, he. You got the bet one of the best welterweights in the in the world. Why is he sitting on the shelf? Why is he fighting Kell Brook? Why is he fighting Kai Velasquez? No disrespect to Kai Velasquez or Kell Brook, but come on, man. Yeah. He just got him sitting up there, bro. He should have had Danny Garcia before Danny Garcia got to Arrow. He should have had that fight. He should have had Sean Porter before that. He should have had some fights. Earl sat out for a year, year and a half, healing up. This shit don't make no sense to me, man. That's why. That's, that's, that's the other thing that's frustrating to me about boxing. All this, all this other side of the street shit. Like y'all, man, y'all know how to make these fights happen. Y'all made Wilder Fury happen. Y'all know how to make these fights happen. Yep, you know they do. They know how to make these fights happen. But my yeah, guy, man. I think I want to end the podcast here because of I course. want you to get back to your family and I want to watch some of these actual fights that we just got through mm-hmm. mentioning. I think I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my night with a couple more aye, years aye. in my system. Yes, aye. sir. Cesar, I appreciate you jumping on here with me, my guy. Yeah. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, definitely. It's fun talking yes. boxing, man. Absolutely. Um, salute, this is salute, salute to salute. all the boxing heads out there, man. Let's yes, keep sir. supporting our sport, man. Yes, sir. Viva Mexico. Viva Chicago. Let's go. Yes, <laughs> man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, hopefully we get another chance another Friday or somewhere down the line when I got some more right, time to right. do this. Uh, or we'll, we'll go over the fights that happen because it's, it's fights happening tomorrow, midday in the afternoon. Okay. Um, Frampton versus Herring, I think it is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Jamil like Herring, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's like around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So ESPN okay, okay. Plus, I'm gonna be trying to watch that. Matter of fact, I should just drop right. this in the morning or some shit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that. Um, appreciate you jumping on here with me, bro. Hi, Until hi. next time, this is Full Profits Podcast. This is an episode about boxing called Clean Breaks, and we are motherfucking done, you. Bish.